0: Hello. Good call.
1: I just peeked outside to tell everybody quiet because I was podcasting and my daughter dropped her phone down the stairs. Oh, no. Must be the,
0: I don't know, 10th time. Was it tethered at the time? Tethered to what? Her. No. That's the iPad that she's tethered to.
1: Yeah. Although she's, I think she's mostly taken to the AirPods. It's amazing that she actually uses them because... She does not adhere to the AirPod rules. Are you familiar with the AirPod rules?
0: The AirPod rules are, uh, one is that they're either in your ears or they're in the case. That's the, only, that's the only one rule. That's the only one. And it is not followed. So
1: I'm always finding her AirPods loose around the house or she can't find the case. And it's like, how are they ever charged?
0: Like I know. On. Well, I passed this. Uh, this is ape law. And I passed mm-hmm. this along in our household. <laughs> speaking of
1: ape law and yeah. uh make our kids watched, have you made your daughter watch planet of
0: the apes which one the originals or the new ones the original no 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 But does she but did she know about ape law then uh i don't remember how i said it. i think i said you know in john syracuse's family they have a i think i might have called her a rule of thumb but <laughs> i need to establish this actually has been passed by Congress and signed by the president. Um, Now I just pitched it as you know a good way for you to maybe not lose these so much is to follow this uh, this this rule. But the most perplexing part, as you know, there are many iterations. There's the a lot of times the uh, the kids doing the one ear AirPod because you want to be able to you know look at a different screen while you're listening to music. So we'll often lose one one AirPod.
1: Yeah, or laying down on the side with the two AirPods and you leave the one and then you just got the one and you don't notice.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it seems it's one of those things where like, once you said that, that instantly clicked with my brain, but no, it has not been, um, has not been adopted yeah. by the rank and file. But so your stairs are carpeted, right? No, no, <laughs> no, she's dropped
1: everything you can imagine down those stairs, including her own body many times. Every time I collect her her broken body from the stairs, I always ask her, were you holding the railing? She always says yes, but could that possibly be true? Why do you do this to yourself? Why, why are you looking
0: for sanity in an insane world? I don't know. I just want to know, like, I, you know, for curiosity's sake. You keep asking me if I've watched a cartoon. You keep asking your daughter if she held the rail. At least I tell you the truth. Yeah, but it's not like... Just out of
1: curiosity, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, these, these kids lie all the time, right? It's like, just tell me the truth. Just say you weren't holding the railing. I'm just, you know, like, I, I spent many years going, like, when you go down the stairs, hold the railing. I'm just wondering, did it take, or was it just all for nothing?
0: Yeah. Anyway, no, no broken bones yet. Uh, okay, so here's the problem. Part, there's, there's no problem. It's not worth discussing, John. The, the, the child's brain is not done forming, mm-hmm. and they have not been handed enough avoidable pain in life. Mm-hmm. Because things get fixed.
1: Yeah. Or or don't break. Like, I mean, that phone, as far as I know, this will be the mystery of this episode. Did the phone break when it fell down the stairs? It probably didn't, because I haven't heard any wailing from outside the door. <laughs> but like, how many times has she dropped her phone down the stairs and it, it continues to survive? We got it in a pretty beefy case, but it's still I feel like it's kind of, you know, some form of very uh good
0: luck. Well, the reason I'm saying it here is that it's fortunate that when I started the website, 73 folders, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that I started finding, looking for compensatory mental muscles, which I know don't need muscles. But anyway, the, I looked for compensatory muscles before I a hundred percent needed them in some cases. So like today, I mean, now I look back and I'm like, I'm really glad I started not being embarrassed to write something down. Cause there are people who I think are just, they, I don't know, maybe they have too much personal dignity, and they think that they'll always remember everything, and maybe you will, but I don't, and I didn't, and the, 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 in a similar way, I've learned that the, my body's not always going to be 100% there for me, and this is why I have so much trouble with the kill zone. There's just, there's so many ways that I could be harmed by that area, because I don't have 100% youthful integrity with my body, to say the least. No handrails, right, in the kill zone? No, no, no. The step part has, a, has a, well, the chute, which is, I guess, what mm-hmm. would originally be thought of as steps. The chute, mm-hmm. the Temple Grandin chute into the, what I consider the true kill zone, which is the area at the bottom of the steps with the children's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, that does have a hand railing. I would not, let's put it this way, I would not try to butt surf down that hand railing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? It's yeah. Our whole house is Jenga. It's just anything could go, anytime. So, I had a plumber out on Sunday And you know Mm -hmm. what he said to me? From six feet away. He said, um, he said, um, try not to use water too much. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. Yep. That's, uh, you know, you never need, (laughs) how do you, how do you live to be 90? You know, you you drink a glass of milk every, every morning for
1: 90 years. Yeah. What are you, what are you having a plumber for? I need a plumber, but I've been not getting one because like, it's not plumber time. Why, Why is it plumber time in your house? It's plumber time.
0: Well, listen, in my super secret private text channel with your wife. I think you need to get that sink fixed. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't need to be, I don't, I don't need you coming in as a, as, a, as a faucet lobbyist. Graphic materials were sent, a demo was done. Yeah, no, I, under, I understand the faucet situation. I don't need the lobbyists. That's what yeah. I don't need. I hmm. did a demonstration today when she complained about it. I said, look how fast, look how long it would take to fill this tiny yogurt cup.
0: Hmm. <laughs> she, was, she didn't find it convincing. She doesn't find the, the That's, uh, uh, I think uh, in Latin, they call that a non sequitur. I'm not no, sure what a water like, cup has to do with peace of mind about your drip.
1: Oh, I was saying like it's not, it's not. Uh, her big thing she's trying to say we're going to have a, such a huge water bill.
0: Yeah, try that to somebody who's undergoing the uh, a- Asian water discomfort.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, that's not what's going on. We don't all sleep right.
0: under the under the drip. Anyway, why did you ha- why did you have a plumber out? That doesn't matter. The, uh, the the all I'm trying to say though is that I think that um, I may be a very proud person in many ways, but it, it's why I don't so much mind the ribbing about getting older because I think I'm accommodating or I'm adapting.
1: Or you are your own worst enemy, because I believe that mm. uh, when you are, you know, when you really lost it and you're super old, yeah, uh, you will, you know,
0: slough off the are, are you struggling mortal, to find the word right now? Coil. Are you struggling for a word?
1: Uh, yeah, I was trying to, I was looking for a slough off this mortal coil. Is that the right, am I getting it right? Uh, shuffle off. Shuffle off. Thank Hamlet. you. There it's we Hamlet. go. Mm-hmm. I, I won't know that, but what you won't know is you'll shuffle off this mortal coil fully thinking that you once had a website called 73 folders. Like you'll do that to yourself. I did that. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. You, and you also believe that interrogate is the way you pronounce that word. That's not you that's on me, but
0: still. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. All I'm, all I'm trying to say is like, you know, and I'm honestly, not, <laughs> I don't mean to say this as the usual, like, Oh, you young people, you're such a bunch of idiots, but it is, it is something where like, um, it's it's not so far off that idea that accessibility is good for everybody, not just because everyone will eventually need it, God willing, but but also because it make, it makes everybody. If you ride a segway, it's better to have a ramp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, segways. I'm, I'm I'm all on board with with all that stuff. And that's why I use the hand railing, mm-hmm. and I don't carry more things. And this this is this is how I originally got into trouble with the kill zone. And I sent you videos. I, you've seen videos mm-hmm. of what happens when I go into the kill zone with the wide box. Mm-hmm. Because it's, uh, you know, like it's sort of like a, the, the raccoon puts his hand into the hole. He doesn't know there's little spikes in there, right? He's, he's hanging on to the nuts or he's hanging on to the plums. Or the balls, or, or whatever's in the hole. Wait, wait what, what scenarios
1: is the raccoon
0: in? I was with you up to the raccoon, and then after there was a hole with spikes. Isn't it upsetting when people
1: tell you an anecdote in bullets? That's not—that's not bullets. You're leaving out bullets. If you'd put in the bullets, I'd be bouncing
0: from bullet to bullet following your story. You skipped a whole. It bunch. is said that you can trap a raccoon by making mm. a very mean trap that has little pointy things in it. And that basically, like a lobster trap, once the little hand, I would not do this, I'm just relating a story in bullets. Mm -hmm, Once the raccoon puts his little hand in, he's gonna get get the balls, or the plums, or the nuts, or whatever is in there. He pulls it out and goes, ouch, my hand. Mm -hmm. What the raccoon does not realize is that if he were to let go of the nuts, or the balls, or the plums, his little hand would slide right out easily. And isn't that really what life is like, John?
1: Hmm.
0: Drop the balls,
1: or the nuts, or the plums. I'm I'm just trying to picture the little raccoon hands. Like, really, their fist is that much bigger than their wrist?
0: Oh, they're so cute. They look like they have little gloves. They're so cute.
1: But their, their little hands are so thin and small. Yeah. I would think that a bit It's a mean raccoon, trap. I mean, it's,
0: a, it's, it's made to trap a raccoon. That's why they, it guess, says it right on there, yeah, a Trap. trap.
1: guess I guess maybe the item in the hand would make the hand bigger. Here's what I'm imagining. I don't have it this It is in a mean me. trap.
0: It is a mean trap. But imagine you've got, let's As say... those of those humane traps. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like this, you've got six to nine uh, very pointy, like like barbecue or mm-hmm. like uh, shish kebab skewers coming in, almost forming a funnel. Mm-hmm. Now I've got it. Yeah. Until it comes to a point. It. He gets mm-hmm. his hand through the point of the funnel to grab mm-hmm. the plums or the nuts or the balls. He pulls back up. Oopsie doopsie. My, my little glove hand is, is, a, is a kebab now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know, though, John. He doesn't know. He can just let go. Tiny raccoon brain. Not, e- not, even, not even the rain had such small raccoons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm very aware of my infirmity. I need to start walking more. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, well, Segway's not really helping with that. Do you remember when we had that it's conversation? It's really six hundred and thirty-six miles on those tires, mm-hmm. and and but the thing is, I can feel my gut for, again for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm not like rocketing up, but I'm getting very squishy, and I'm getting parts of my body keep moving after I stop moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ever get the jiggle? you ever get a th- jiggle thigh.
1: You not mm-hmm. you? No, I mean not me, but I'm, I can imagine a long, lean machine like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I got my I got my middle age spread as my mother calls it. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah.
0: Um. I hope her phone is okay. See, this is the other part of it, though. This is the other part. Oh, God, it's, John, it's it, everything. Everything is the oven. Everything is the oven. It's it's the oven all over again. Cause like I, everybody's like, oh, oh, you gotta fix the thing, get it fixed. And they go, oh no! Not only can I not fix it, I broke it all the way, and there's no replacement for it. So what do you, is this your
1: plumbing thing? What tell us about your plumbing? I don't want to talk about my plumbing.
0: Did you have? It was it for let's, let's just narrow it down. Was it emergency plumbing? I'll tell you what happened. You can tell me if it's an emergency. Okay. Um, I believe it's called a not a. It's a U or a P. It's maybe the P. The P trap. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that doesn't sound right. That's uh, right. Go have, for it. If you use water like I do, probably too much. Uh, you use water in your sink and your kitchen. You become addicted. Watch <laughs> again yeah uh, so if you use too much water as i do um it goes into that little pipe it goes through that little u shape it goes up and then it goes out up a little bit and then it goes out of your house if it's if it's working okay for whatever reason now i'm i mean, again I'm here to tell you I know you don't believe this, but San Francisco has famously very good water
1: mm-hmm. and here
0: and so i don't i don't i'm gonna put the science aside what what had happened was i'm using the water too much the uh are that pipe you know the U type pipe, P pipe mm-hmm. catcher. Mm-hmm. It keeps rotting. And what is it, what is it made of that it rots? That's a really good question. I I, I say this every six months when we spend two hundred dollars for a plumber to come to our house and replace it. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, <laughs> the last one rotted. <laughs> you know, Russ. Again, friend, this k- happens a lot. Uh, is there a way that we can get? you know, the really the good one of these, the Mariah needs to sing tonight pills. Like how do I, how do I get one of these that ain't going to, how am I going to get one of these that does not rot? Because what happens, John, what happens? You're using your water, probably too much water. Let's be honest. Do you look under your sink to check whether that thing is broken every day? I don't. You just listen for the drip, right? That's all you're doing. Oh no, it won't be. Well, it might be a drip. It's, but by the time it, when it, once it breaks, you're going to have a one inch hole. And whatever was under that sink, a one-inch hole. What is what, seriously though? What is your what is your P-trap made? It's of? almost like neither of us can figure out why this keeps happening. But then you haven't told me what it's made out of. Metal.
1: Metal. Okay. Well, see, that's an answer. All right. So there are lots of different kinds of metal,
0: John. I, I've been in the, I've been in the same office for ten years, and I've had exactly the same one of those on my sink for ten years. Now I use much less, much fewer water here. Mm-hmm. Right. you have to know what kind of metal is it? Is it stainless steel? Is it brass? It's really, really, I think they might use crappy parts and maybe I should call a different plumber. They told, Russ told me last time that he got the good one this time. And that was the Mm. one. So here's what had happened was, I guess, I'm not pointing fingers because this could have been me. But we do not have a disposal. We only put, we keep a sink drain in there all the time, a catcher, you know, Mm a little strainer sieve. And we never put anything down there that's not, you know, water or foodstuffs, food, water things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I was a kid, you pour grease down the sink because you had a no, disposal. It's terrible. Well, you don't, you don't want to do that. So the other morning I, I woke up and I go in there, this is on, on uh, on Saturday morning. I go, I go to use the water, which I'm probably using way too much of. And oopsie doopsie, there's water uh, sitting in the sink and it's got little, like, looks like candle wax in there. And I'm like, uh Oh, I know what's causing
1: this. So you had a clog. It manifest as a clog not as a hole in Oh the- my God.
0: Can a f- can of fella finish? Okay, You're sorry. Gone. I'll speed it up. We'll start over when this is done. So what Just I did close. was, I went on the internet because I didn't want to use, I, I didn't want to use any of those caustic plumbers helper type things because I know that destroys the pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use those things. I do clean periodically <clears throat> with um, baking soda. I make a volcano with baking soda mm-hmm. and uh, oh, white ass vinegar. That's and just that, science. It's just total science, and you don't need as much baking soda as you think. I do that. So here's what happened. Saturday, there's little bits of that in there. Okay, I look on the internet. Internet says, get very, very hot water, and I put some dish liquid in it. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Hot water will clear up a, cl- uh, a fatty clog, and probably dish soap will help dissipate it, owing to the properties of dish liquid. And John, here's what I did. I started, some, I started a kettle of water boiling, and here's what I did. I thought, I, I think I'm going to need to very lightly plunge this.
1: Hmm. Like, just a
0: little bit. Hmm. But here's what I do. No, don't you... you. Uh, Go on. I open the door, I stick my little raccoon hand under there, hmm. and I can feel... There is there is no water, but it feels like it's getting a little bit thin again. And so I say <laughs> to myself... You can feel... You're feeling the metal with your fingers, and you feel that the metal is thin. Oh, I'm used to this. It's like a, it's like a, a, a reverse scab. Yeah. Hmm. And so... Um, I did that. I, I got the water. I got the dish liquid. I poured that in. I got the little plunger, the little one, the plastic one, not the plumber's helper. Those honk, honk, honk. You got the sink plunger with the flat bottom, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Make the rock and roll go by. Yeah, I got that. And so, uh, and so here's what I did. Uh, I'm gonna say I want to say two minutes. Might have been three minutes, not four minutes. Later, I do the water with the liquid. I do the lightest plunge. Two gallons of water or whatever was in the sink. And I started screaming bloody murder, partly because I'm mad about the the pipe that has to Did be repaired. you get in your shoes? <laughs> in these shoes? No, 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 no. But like, of course, even I checked three minutes earlier and there wasn't a hole. And then my very, very light plunging made a hole. Obviously, I'm using too much water. So we called the plumber. You, you made a hole in metal by plunging is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, as foretold by the scroll. Did you think,
1: was there boiling water? You mentioned you had put some water on to boil. Do you think there was some heating and cooling and
0: metal fatigue situation going on down there? In two minutes? Yeah, probably. Hmm. No, it was because I lightly plunged. I plunged. Hmm. Plunged, Jerry. And that's what probably just blew it out. That extra tiny bit of pressure was all it took. Does your P-trap have a little clean-out thing at the bottom of it or no? Do you know what I'm talking about? Not that I know of. Like, if you look at it, it's just a
1: smooth, round thing. There's no little escape hatch in the very bottom of the thing.
0: Oh, no, I don't think so. But, you know, I've just, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to do some research on this, and I'm going to try to find out what the Rain Man suite of of sink traps is. I mean, I I would just give you the, you know, those those three magic letters. Yeah. PVC.
1: PVC. Oh. I mean, or cast iron, if you really feel like you need something to stand up to your plunging
0: abilities. I don't know if PVC is backward compatible with our house.
1: You can, you're yeah. the you, can, you, can, you can mate the PVC to brass pipes on either end if you really need to. This, you, granted, those are that, other... That's not
0: governed at all by miscegenation laws.
1: <sighs> theres two other places where leaks might happen. But seriously, if you're breaking through, like, and more than once, this, you said this has happened before, right? Uh,
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no, that's no, not No, it's good. just the thing you, you wait for and then you fix it, yeah.
1: There's one, that's, that's no good. I know. So what the, mm-hmm. you think you got the good one. Is the good one metal,
0: too? I have no way of knowing if it's the good one. This is, <laughs> is I know you always reject my trust your mechanic narratives and put it on to me. Uh-huh. The same people who broke the oven that we were still not yeah. totally back up yep, to speed yep. on the oven. Um, but the, uh, uh, yeah, so that's 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 the thing I dealt with. And that's why we had a plumber. Because now you tell me, John, you tell me. You tell me, fancy, fancy does that qualify as an emergency? Was I permitted to call a plumber for using the sink? In ordinary time, I would oh my say God.
1: yes. Oh my God. Right? Because you need a kitchen sink. But in, in current times, debatable. Because uh, the the reason it's debatable in current times is because you could use the bathroom sink, which would be a super pain in the butt. And you'd be like, what do you mean? I'm going to wash all my dishes in the bathroom sink? That's, in that and, sink? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so tiny. Where would I put the dishes? It's just not set up for that. It's so far away from everything. It would be a mess. Why would uh-huh. you do that? Well, you know, sometimes... Uh, Desperate times call for desperate measures. If you're really desperate not to become diseased and and die of some weird fever, uh, maybe you would do that.
0: Ordinary time, of course you would. Ordinary time, absolutely, it is a plumbing emergency. But in these times... Well, when we're done here, I'm going to check in with a buddy of mine and see what that buddy would think about not having a working sink for two months.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've already thought about it. I said, "What if this? What if our faucet totally blows? Could we do dishes in the sink?" Uh, and like I said, in ordinary times, of course, you wouldn't do that. In ordinary mm-hmm. times, it'd be hard be fixed. Right, but in current times, She's pretty into it. If you're if you're desperate and you really didn't want someone coming into your house, right? Um. So anyway, we're just saying whether this categorizes an emergency, not whether. Uh, you should have had a plumber to come in to do it. But if you stay far away and the plumber comes and goes, it's fine. It's not big. Oh, problem. no, I didn't. I Frenched him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Just just stand next to him and just like have, have annoying small talk the whole he's time. A, he's a
0: gentle lover, but he's no Russ. Just as, ask him
1: what he's doing. Give, me, yeah. give him advice. Give him pointers. Hold the flashlight for him. Guys, is this wild? Are we doing this?
0: Are we? Just going? get your head right under the sink with him. Oh, my God. You got four inches of crack showing. Jesus Christ. Look at you. You magnificent yeah. bastard. I bet these
1: people, you know, people will come to your house to repair things. I always imagine, and they just don't want the homeowner anywhere near them because the homeowner is not going to be helpful. And it's just, it's an annoyance. But you know, there, if you have this job, you know there are the homeowners who want to not talk about what you're doing, but just talk about like this new car they got, how annoying their boss is. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, the, lo- the local sports team. And they just want to be there the whole time talking with you. And I really do wonder how like people who do this for a living. If they have kind of a script or like a, a system for handling this, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah I mean, I'm, well, I want to go ahead and say I think it's American men in particular. American men in particular are terrified of silence. And they, and that's, I think that's one reason dudes especially seem to really like loud CNN at the airport or, you know, Fox News in the bar chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough, whatever it is, they just got to have something dinning on. And then I guess if you want to have a conversation with somebody about the sports team, you can do that. But I'll bet you there's a lot of, surely there are going to be people who like stand over your shoulder and want to make sure they approve what you're doing, that you aren't, you know, aren't aren't, uh, (laughs) stealing their medicine. Mm -hmm. But I, I bet a lot of it is just like feeling like you have to be entertaining. Yeah, or just they feel like they have to, to make small talk or just looking for someone to talk to. I don't actually need any plumbing
1: done. I just wanted someone to talk to.
0: Exactly. Well, Griffin McElroy uh, has a policy that I really like, which is that uh, when, um, when, I think it's Griffin, I it might be, it might be uh, Justin, but whenever somebody's there at the house to fix something, it's their house now. And you you uh, you, get com- you go completely away. You might want to just leave, but yeah. it's not your house as long as somebody else is there. And then they bill you. Oh, they Fancy. bill you.
1: Imagine that. Why did they fill out that big form?
0: You know, it's always a form. Mm.
1: Did you, this is the other exciting thing about people who come to your house. Like, I think the last time I saw
0: carbon paper was from someone coming to my house and it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. uh, Well, I bet part of that is a lot of those businesses, now I'm just going to guess, but he had the typical like really cool silver clipboard thing that you open up, which Mm -hmm. I think is pretty required of dudes like that. And I wonder if it's partly a financial issue of when they order forms they might get them in a very large amount. Yeah, you get a bulk discount. Bulk. And mm-hmm. you just you're not going to change until you
1: go through those cuz oh, you already yeah. spent the money. And that that'll last that'll last the next several decades, so there you, you know. go.
0: Yeah, the other thing though, trust your mechanic, man. Uh the other thing is that um, I think there's a thing in the service and repair industry. I'm going to sound very naive to even ask this as a potential hypothetical uh question. But I think a lot of these companies see their trip to your house that you requested as a lead generation system. So like every single time somebody comes to the house, whether that's whether that's us getting the drain snaked, whether that's the dude coming out to um, fix this, there's always, okay, we fixed this for now, but you should probably replace all of these pipes. You should probably replace all of this wiring you should probably replace. I've never not I've never had someone just say you're good. There's always a like, well, you know, we could probably do this for like 5 grand. I'm like, "Oh, no, no, no. Um, thank you so much. That's not no." I wish people would do that. I can't I can't get people to come I want people to
1: come to my house and tell me, "Look, here are all the things you need to get done and by the way, let's just schedule it now." Right? They always just come and do the one thing I ask them to do and leave. And it's maybe because I'm paying so much for the one thing that they're done. But they never, they never tell. Remember my electric plumbing? Why, this is
0: why i swapping all over again. I wish we could swap service people.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, assuming they're, they're vaguely truthful, like I, I, it's my lawn care people in particular. My lawn is a mess. And I was like, lawn care people, don't ask me what I want done to my lawn. You tell me what needs to be done. You tell me, say, your lawn will look nice if you do these things and it won't look nice if you don't do them. Then I'll just pay you money but they don't. They say, hey, what do you want done to your lawn? I'm like, I don't know. Make it nice. You're
0: looking more for a, uh, a lawn consultant. Yeah.
1: Like mm-hmm. I'll just You tell me what needs to get done to have a nice lawn and I give you money and that's how it works. Cause I don't know if
0: I knew I would do it myself. That's I, there are things like that. I a hundred percent agree on some kinds of things like that. I don't mind like a serving suggestion sometimes, but like, yeah, I mean, thanks for snaking out. The drain because the roots have gotten through the terracotta pipe, and yes, <laughs> it would be really nice to replace all the terracotta pipe for the house that I do not own. It would be really nice to do that. We're not going to be doing that like anytime soon.
1: Oh, right, I, I mean, I've I've heard those ones where you know there's a problem area and you have someone come in to band-aid the problem area, and of course they're going to say, you know, I just did a band-aid and you're like, yeah, 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 no. like that's the thing about them telling me what needs to no I can always say no, like I don't have to do it. I just want to be told, but. The other category of things is like, but my, did we talk about my elective plumbing in here many years ago? I don't know. I do
0: want to hear about that. <sighs> yes, I do want to hear about that. The frustration to me is that I, yeah, go ahead and tell me your story. I'll, I'll circle back.
1: Uh, elective, I, I'm sure elective we talked plumbing. about it before. Yeah, right. Elective, elective.
0: That's what I said, elective. Elective plumbing. All right, plumbing. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know a bunch of crap in my house is old and cruddy and needs to be fixed but we'd have plumbers in and out doing other things and none of them would ever say and you know by the way you need to replace x y and z and q they would never say that i'm like i know it's true if i know it surely you know it how are you coming into my house and leaving and not telling me oh by the way you need to do these things. so eventually i just did the most non-emergency of non-emergency plumbing calls and called in a plumber and said hey i want you to come to my house and i want you to do a bunch of things there's nothing wrong nothing is broken nothing is leaking but look when you come you'll see this needs to be replaced, that needs to be replaced, and they come in, they're like, oh yeah, you should have <laughs> had that replaced years ago. I'm like, I know! Why uh, didn't you tell me that the hundred and other times you were here?
0: This is why no uh, one calls you. Yeah, uh, anyway. Okay, so, okay. I would only say this to you and to our listeners, but whatever I say doesn't leave this room. This is, this is we're we're, we're very much back to the oven, we're very much back to the trust your mechanic. Here's the thing, like... I put off so much stuff like this because, as I said, when I was having a, something very close to a panic attack on Saturday about this, um, I was saying this is this is what drives me crazy, and I, I realize this is an availability heuristic of some sort. But I really do feel like I spend I spend so much of every day fretting about something that's not happening. I spend so much of every day fretting about things that might happen, mm-hmm. um, and I spend so much day thinking like. You know, there, a way that this could go wrong is it's the oven all over again. Where I have somebody come out to fix something, they break the thing entirely, and then it turns out it's extremely difficult to get the kind, sort, fit, and everything of oven that would work in where we live. It's really complicated. I never even had to confront the idea that we might need to just totally replace the oven when somebody came out to repair it. The guy just shrugged, right? You remember this? <clears throat> he mm-hmm. just like shrugged, and he's like, oh, well, bummer. Good uh, Good luck. And, uh, so that was that when these folks can come in and fix the thing without breaking another thing or harming their own credibility w- with a sales job about a bigger thing, I'll start thinking about getting more work done. I, that's, that's the thing. I mean, if, if you, again, De- w- that's where this comes from. The dead Kennedy song, trust your mechanic. One thing is fixed. Another falls apart, you know, cause the guy who decides what's broken about your car there's, there's, there's three characters in this and they're all the same person. One person decides what's wrong with your car. Another person decides what it's going to cost. And, uh, basically, uh, you're getting your risk assessment and your risk mitigation done by the same person. It's all, those are all the same person. It's all one person. And I went to them cause I'm all derp to de derp. I don't know how a uh, radiator works or whatever. And that just, it's just frustrating to me that like, and, and the reason I mentioned this panic attack thing, oh, I was in a bad state was just this, like, I, I spent all day worrying that something like this will happen and trying to avoid it, which I know is impossible, but, like, it's a dream. But, like, it's just that I I don't want to get myself pulled in further to this Marx Brothers world of, you know, or a lady who swallowed a fly problem Where pretty soon, uh, it was like the stateroom in, in that Marx Brothers movie where there's going to be like 60 people trying to get room service and except one of them's turning a wrench and the other one's spraying water all over the place. And it's like, <sighs> it's frustrating.
1: Ordinarily, I stay mostly on top of these things. But now that uh, having people in is less of an option than it was before, because in general, I don't want strangers wandering into my house um now i'm suddenly aware of the, of the backlog now i'm in your situation yeah. where things are festering our washing machine uh it's going right and i've known it's been going for a while but i was like man well let it go you know it, it it's still it, while it works we'll use it and when it breaks we'll get a new one you know we can get a new washing machine in in a week or so it's probably not the end of the world right we've done it before the whole washing machine breaks you get a new one mm-hmm. uh, we can survive it now all of a sudden it's like all right well what if the washing machine breaks now You're going to buy a new washing machine sight unseen from some website and wait a month for it to arrive and then have people come into your house to install it? That doesn't sound fun. Should should we preemptively buy a new washing machine right now? But now you're choosing to have someone into your house when you
0: didn't need them to be, and I don't want random people in my house. (sighs) Can I interrogate this a little bit? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we have have a lot to cover tonight. I really like your topics. But here's – let me ask you this. Okay. Tell me uh, – in single words, tell me what it is that you're concerned will happen when you have a stranger in your house.
1: I want yeah, someone in, go, a, in, a can, go, in a confined space
0: go, with me breathing uh, my air and me getting whatever disease they have or
1: me, me giving it to them.
0: Comma. Because I'm curious if it is a general. So here's, I'm trying to break this down because I think people like you and to some extent people like me are what's going to make it hard to ever, ever, ever reopen, because I'm fine just staying inside forever, pretty much. But I guess what I'm wondering is, and you know, I, I'm kidding here. I'm giving you some stick. But, like, what I'm really asking here is I wonder if you're with me on this. I try to really clarify what it is that we're doing, why we're doing it, and what we're trying to avoid. And But if I'm being honest with myself, I feel like, uh, is, like, in your case, right, you're saying, I don't want somebody coming in and... Well, theoretically, what you're really, I feel like what you're saying here is somebody who has been exposed to a lot of strangers over the past few weeks is going to come in my house and that might make us sick. Is that kind of fair? Yep. You got it. Or I might make them sick, vice versa. We're just connecting two lines on a big graph. Two lines that previously weren't going to be connected. Okay. Which, which one is your bigger concern? Them getting someone in your house sick or someone in your house getting them sick?
1: I'm uh, getting some on the house sick because they presumably have way more contact more with strangers. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: Huh. I keep trying to ask myself, cause we're pretty, pretty good about this. We are not getting a lot of exposure to anything. And you know what a part of it is? It's like, Oh God, I would ask, I would tell you a bit, but you wouldn't know the bit. Um, Imagine, imagine a situation where, how can I put this? So um, okay, so sorry. Abstract situation. You got a situation where you say to say to your kid, "Okay, we're going to play a game where nobody talks for two minutes, and if anybody talks before two minutes, the timer starts over." Uh, just to, there's there's a funnier example. of This from Bam Bam that involves Tatum Tatum Channing's butt, but I'm not going to tell you that. Um, every time every time one of us goofs, the clock restarts. Right? There's probably other things like this. Okay, Survivor. You're trying to do that one of those crazy things, like the recent one where they got to throw the ball up onto the little uh, little chute, the slide, and then run across the little low ropes to get to catch the ball before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like in any, so many of the uh, challenges where like, if you drop your, drop your balls, you got to start over, go back to the beginning, that kind of thing. I feel like I, every time I interact with somebody in a way that doesn't feel 100% wholesome, in a weird way, my first thought, it's almost like a video game. It's almost like levels in a video game I can't save, where I feel like um, I don't want to break my streak because as of this minute, I have, I have confidence in me. <laughs> I, I do believe that our family has done a good job and that we have avoided ourselves being sick and hopefully, consequently, avoided getting other people sick. Don't you feel like, isn't there some part of it where you mentally restart a clock when you're exposed to somebody
1: i mean my clock restarts every day because my wife actually has to go into the office for her work and so she's going to the office where granted they're trying to distance to the office and there's far fewer people there or whatever but i i can't control that right she has to go to work she's interacting with more people than i am because i'm never leaving the house right so nothing i can do about that and then of course that's just the whole family we're a unit so if any one of us goes out into the world and gets something they're bringing back for
0: all of us You've got, you've got like four, not counting Daisy, you've got four discrete attack factors.
1: Yeah. And the kids aren't, aren't really going anywhere. Like they go out, we go out on walks. They, you saw the social distancing friend visits like, they're, you know, we're being oh, so pretty cute. good yeah. in general. Right. Um, but my wife has to go to the office and, you know, she goes to the store and, you know, we get a, you know, the whole nine yards. you get all suited up, you get all the stuff on, you, you do a lot of hand washing, you're careful, you, you know, all, all we're doing all the things. Right. But and there's a bunch of things you either can't control or can't reasonably control. Like at a certain point, we don't actually have enough food in the house to like live indefinitely. You know, we do actually have to go to the store for things, foods, medicines, whatever. Um, so you can't control that. But for things like, well, nothing is broken in the house, but we know something is not nothing's optimal. broken enough. It's like a yeah. Now it's now it's a it's a now it's a war of choice, right? Now it's elective plumbing a little bit, right? Normally we would do it, but now it's like, okay, well, can we ride this out? Same deal. So we're currently in riding out mode, mostly because I think at this point, like, especially for the, uh, for both of them, I think, I think we can get it done in a reasonable amount of time if we, if we just keep going and, and all of a sudden, well, it's, you know, like your situation, water everywhere. We could get somebody in, in a day or two. And during that time, we literally could use paper plates and wash stuff in, in the bathroom sink and we wouldn't die.
0: Well, will you, will you forgive a very, very simple-minded question? What would prevent you from, uh, sort of from a distance, greeting the person outside, taking Daisy on a full family walk, and letting them go inside... And do what needs to be done, which is yeah, probably but, a twenty minute I, I, job. I
1: think I think it would mostly be fine. Everyone stays out of the room. Like it's not I don't I think it would probably mostly be fine. Right. There is another factor in this though, which is this is gonna sound stupid, but it's true for both the washing machine and the faucet. Great. So you need new ones. Which ones are you gonna get? You know oh, me yeah. with picking stuff no, like that. No, no, right? I do. I do. I, you, am I gonna buy a new kitchen faucet that I've never touched? Right? Am I going to spend that amount of money, and that amount of time,
0: that amount of risk to get a kitchen faucet that we may hate? I want to applaud you for being candid about that insight. Yes, I totally get what you're saying.
1: Right? And so, you know, and we last time we went to look for new kitchen faucets before all this happened, and we went through our usual, our favorite, like plumbing showroom thing, and we looked at all the kitchen faucets, and we could not agree on one. Wow! So this is not like an easy task where it's like, oh, we'll just buy the one that we know we liked already. We Mm -hmm. tried. We took a run at it, and we came back and said. God, oh, boy, you know we we didn't find any faucets that we liked. We
0: went in. Well, sometimes they change. My beloved water pick. I think those. Uh, I think those. Uh, those water conservation Nazis in Sacramento finally got to them, uh, because even my now my classic water pick. If it's very, It's much less well made, and it's definitely lower flow. Yeah, it's really bumming my head
1: yeah and like the thing is we don't like our current faucet like for obvious reasons it's cruddy and it's broken for stupid reasons so we're not going to buy the same faucet again which we could if we wanted to but we don't want to do that because we know it's crappy and breaks we want to get uh one that's going to last longer yes. and long, you know, anyway so mm-hmm. and same thing with the washing machine though, a little bit less so you do a little bit of research i don't have to touch the washing machine although maybe it'll be good to know like how big is it in there how does it feel what does the, the interface look like
0: this would be a chance for alex to learn the trade <sighs> You know, he could, you know, l- let him let him uh, learn to do something with his hands. You know, well, I, um, you know. no, but, you know, uh, you know, Crescent Wrench. Mm. So we're working, working in riding it out mode. Some uh-huh. One of these two
1: things at least will come to a head eventually. Three things because I got my toe in play here too, right? One oh, of these come, things will come on again, again with the toe? <laughs> <laughs> Still going. Still going. <sighs> I've been talking to more medical professionals professionals over FaceTime, uh-huh. which is an exciting thing that you can do now yeah. in this modern world. And they've been telling me different things and giving me different advice and
0: options. And they ruled out COVID toes? It's not COVID toes. How do you know? Two medical professionals have told me so. So the answer to my question is they ruled it out? I mean, yeah, over FaceTime. Mm. (laughs) It's a very confusing array of answers.
1: Yeah, like, obviously. Is it causing you discomfort? uh, Yeah, a little Mm -hmm. bit. Not much. It's like an itch. It's like like an irritant. (sighs) I mean, I I talked to a podiatrist, right? Podiatrists know know what talk talk to talking about a doctor. when it comes to toes. I talked to my regular doctor, and then I talked to my pod- uh, podiatrist. Yeah, yeah your make
0: believe feet doctor. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And Anyway, I, they see a lot of feet. Yeah, nothing they see in my feet is shocking. They're like they look. At, the guy looked at it in two seconds. He's like, yeah, I can tell you what that is, and I can tell you how that goes down. Did you
0: get uh, get out of here? No, I did not.
1: <laughs> I don't want people are upset about the toenail stuff. All I can there's say is
0: a, there's a. Uh, like a like a discoloration.
1: <laughs> there's an
0: ongoing there's an ongoing situation with the toe. Okay, just the one All right, toe. all right. I would like to see you get that squared away by the next time we talk. No, That's not going to happen. Why is that, John? Because you're not I'm on, essential.
1: I, I'm currently on a more than two week uh, wait and see plan, uh, as as approved by the podiatrist. Because I basically said, oh, "Look, is this is thing on, I need to
0: come in and I'm gonna I'm gonna be so sad mostly." They're going to find your dead COVID toe body in the kitchen, and this gets just going to be spraying in a circle like some kind of crazy aquatic gig. Huh? I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all the right things, much much to my
1: wife's chagrin, whether the podiatrist asked You're me. You're photographing so, you know what, a lot, adding yeah, it to her yeah. computer.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The
1: podiatrist said, you know what you could do is you could take a picture of your toe. That way you'll know, like, don't trust your memory. You'll know if it's getting worse or not. I'm like, way ahead of you.
0: <gasps> you know what would be good for this?
1: Way
0: ahead of you. Oh, Time-la- yeah. Time-lapse toe yes, photography. You should get... um. I keep meaning to buy an actual, I don't think I bought the full copy yet. Gus makes, what's called, the, the batch? Uh, Retro batch. What is it? Retro batch. It's so cool. You should do that. for. He does it for his seeds. You can do that for your COVID toes. I uh, got enough pictures to do it, but I think yeah. no one wants to see that. Are you keeping them on your local device or are those going to your wife's computer no, at this uh, point? <laughs>
1: They're in my cloud account. Uh, she thinks mm. some of them got transferred to our main library. I don't recall that, but it could have happened. I don't remember. I might have been on her computer one time trying to do it. I don't know. But there's a lot of them on my – I don't have the family photo library. My wife has the family photo. I just have my- Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, you visit Coveto's photos – Toes upon her. And maybe maybe last time I offloaded pictures from my phone to the family photo library I didn't exclude one of the toes. I don't know how the toes get in there. I mean, she sees them on my phone too. She sees my actual toes. I don't know what that did. Hmm. Whatever. But you're wearing all those layers. She shouldn't listen, have to see listen, anything. she does not have a literal COVID toe leg to stand on, right? You know why? Why? She knows why. She's listening to us now and she knows what I'm about to say. Oh no. Here it comes. Oh no. She watches
0: hmm.
1: on the television Dr. Pimple Popper. She loves pimple popper She loves pimple popper videos She watches a television show So I can't walk through my own house Without seeing out of my blurry 2450 peripheral vision The most horrible things you've ever seen in your entire life On my own television
0: in my own house Is that a, is that a television program? Like a cable show? Just absolutely a television program That's not just like a
1: YouTube thing? No, there is a television show, like a half hour, cheesy, exactly what you think it's going to be, Dr. Pimple Popper, who the patient comes in and they have the worst things you've ever seen in your entire life, and then they show you in real time the surgery to remove it.
0: Okay. I thought, I thought, oh, first of all, I don't think we call it pimple popping anymore. That's kind of racist. I, I, I thought it was something done by what's called an esthetician. I thought you went to an esthetician and they can professionally pop your pimples. If you went to a dermatologist, is it? I was always told not to pop a pimple because then it gets infected. What am I missing about modern pimples?
1: That's just what the name of the show is. Oh, Oh, it's just a dermatology horror show. DrPimplePopper.com. It's a (sighs) show for those same people who watch those YouTube videos. My wife was one of those people. So she's complaining about my toe pictures. I don't have a choice about my toe. If I could make my toe go back to normal, I would. She has a choice in what television program she can watch and she chooses to watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Mm -hmm. And it is... Terrible. Hmm. Do not watch this show. I repeat, do not watch well oh, darn. I was just gonna show. run
0: home and watch the pimple pop. You
1: might be curious and like, oh no, no, I, no what no, is no, the show? All about? Somebody, Let me try watching no, an episode. Don't no,
0: do it. no, there was someone on the T on the TV show Shark Tank uh that has a company that sells you a refillable pimple popping uh board. It's kind of like a what do they call it? cheese board? What are they called? The thing for uh doing uh electronics, what's that called? Breadboard. Breadboard, it's not a cheese board. They made a cheese board for uh, pimple popping and you can refill it. It's a proprietary thing. It's kind of like a Polaroid or a Gillette model. You know, uh, measure twice by once, you get it over and over oh. and then you refill it and you can keep popping pimples on your uh, potato it, board.
1: Just to be clear for, you, yeah. for your edification, even mm-hmm. though the show is called Dr.
0: Pimple Popper so yes. it
1: attracts the correct audience, very rarely is she dealing with pimples.
0: Well, that seems a little misleading. She's
1: dealing with Things that you didn't know—that that would be
0: like House MD not being about real estate. And this is—and I mean, yeah
1: this is nothing against the people. Hmm. They have a medical problem, no. get solved. It can. happen sure. I just don't want it to be televised. And furthermore, I don't want that televised
0: event, including, like I said, the surgery. Yeah. I don't
1: need this. I don't need this. I love that surgery exists. It's an important part of our modern oh, world. Oh,
0: there's so uh, there's so many things I wouldn't want to watch on TV, John. There's so many.
1: If I wanted to watch surgery, I would have become a surgeon. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Hmm. <sighs> This link will not be in the show notes.
0: Um, you know, there's a link way far down from a million years ago where um, in the show notes here, where are the uh, show doc, where I said something about, you know, it's along the lines of the discredited, uh, you know, frog in boiling water. Where I always wonder what will it take to get people to quit Facebook? What, like, what will it take? The pivot here is like, when will you know it's okay to get plumbed? And to get your COVID toes fixed. When, when will you know it's safe to go out? I mean, it's, I would flip it and say,
1: when do you know that it's time to do that, even if, it's, even if things haven't changed, right? Like, that's the more important thing. That's what's actually going to happen. The toe, there's a, there's a waiting period, and at a certain point, something has to be done, and I'm just going to do it once that time. If it hasn't gotten better after that amount of time, I'm just going to do it, even if things are exactly the same.
0: What, what, do, you mean? what do you mean a waiting period? Well, we're
1: trying something now, and mm-hmm. if that doesn't clear it up, then oh. pro- probably mm-hmm. something else has to happen. Okay, right? And the something mm-hmm. else has to be in person, and then I will just go and do that.
0: You can get a, you can get around some of that stuff with the gun show uh, loophole. So you know, don't let it get too bad, John.
1: Yeah, I know. Same
0: thing with the plumbing,
1: right? Uh, if the if the sink goes, It'll you make know, your wife very You have to get, get it, fix that. You're gonna have to get it done. It's yeah. uh, it, you know, but it has, it has to get done even if nothing has changed no that's got to get done as in terms of like when will it be safe that oh and even though not everything's fine i'm just going to do it now i don't know i mean do any of us know no, like how no. this is gonna don't know don't know how this is gonna roll out like Chaos. presumably you'd want to see the number of cases going down instead of up That'd yeah be nice. you know that seems like a,
0: that seems like a start
1: right and you don't you'd like to see them maybe going getting super duper low and then maybe you'd like to see a change in restrictions and them staying low instead of immediately going back up like stuff like that right yep. but um you know, it, it, like I said, a certain point things will come to a head, and you'll basically have no choice, right?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Like if like if your heat if your heat breaks in the middle of the winter oh in New God. England, Ugh. it's time for to get someone in to fix your heat.
0: I'd kill for some of that Tava Zero heat right now. Woof. Yeah. Well, listen. Take care of yourself, and uh, you know, keep an eye on the COVID toes. It's just the one. Yeah. Just a little guy, huh? That's
1: one of the ways you know it's not COVID toes because COVID toes is uh not just localized to one area of one toe.
0: Did a doctor tell you that or did you see that on the internet?
1: Podiatrist. does that count as a doctor? Uh
0: nope, nope, nope. You should ask yeah. a doctor about it.
1: Yeah. I did. I talked to my doctor as well.
0: Hmm. Did you ask them if anything was right for you?
1: <laughs> I did not ask them. Anything. What about I, your I moderate to
0: severe? What about your moderate to severe COVID toes?
1: Yeah, no, the thing is. Uh, doctors interestingly at least my doctor never offers that it's like oh boy the airwaves are filled with things that i'm supposed to ask you about and yeah. kind of like the plumbers who come to my house and never suggest things to fix they never say oh by the way <laughs> have you thought about maybe this weirdly named medication that might be right for you my doctor never says that <laughs> huh.
0: do you suffer from moderate to severe suggestibility mm-hmm. plaque right plaque is a big one uh, there's also various, um, uh, and speaking
1: of toenails, there's the toenail fungus ads, you know, the toenail fungus ads, those are the first ones that had, uh, you know, all the jokes about the side effect things. Cause toenail fungus, I guess for people who don't have it or whatever, it just seems like a ha ha toenail fungus, big deal. And if, like the side effects are like, like death, liver damage, you know, heart attack. It's just aneurysm.
0: <laughs> like these are the side effects. Clears that toenail fungus right up. Ask your doctor if toe jam is right for you. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com diffs. Friends, once again, I return to implore you to make your next move with Squarespace. Because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. With a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more, maybe you want to create an online store. Uh, perhaps you're in the market for a portfolio, a blog. You want to put up other kinds of internet content. Squarespace has got you covered because it's an all-in-one platform. You know what it does? What you need to do, that's Squarespace. (coughs) There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades are ever needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. Literally, you're covered. You're covered in help. And and, and no stuff, all help. Squarespace. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you ever do need any help. And they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed to show off your great ideas. I have been using Squarespace for myself and for my work, such as it is, for a very long time. I don't even know the number. I don't know if they even had numbers when I started using Squarespace. They had shapes, But uh, I I use it all the time. I use it for the Roderick Online podcast. I just updated literally over the weekend with some of my new playlists. You can go to merlinm.com slash playlist and see those. You know, you need to get the Squarespace. Quit screwing around. Get the Squarespace. The plans start at just $12 per month, which is hardly any money, you know? And you can start a trial with no credit card required. You just go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Now, when you decide to sign up, use the offer code DIFFS, and that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name, and it will show your support for John Michael Patrick O'Shaughnessy, Syracuse. You need to do it, 10% off. It's such a good deal. Once again, you go to squarespace.com, DIFFS, offer code DIFFS, 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM.
1: So much seltzer.
0: And we're back. Oh, sorry, you can probably still hear the turret a little bit. It's all right. Yeah.
1: Everybody poops.
0: <laughs> Everybody poops. Mm-hmm. You got me. Do I get any credit at all for my, uh, for, for, uh, I think getting Bono's name right? on roderick
1: i heard it i heard it go by i yeah. was excited when you started doing uh the hall notes thing in the beginning but then i was sad when i re- when you when you said on the show that the reason you're doing it is because you had been listening to hollow notes hmm. instead i was hoping you would doing it because the uh the original sing-song greeting that you and roderick have at the beginning of the program where he says janet jackson he says merlin man yeah he's doing it too i think it's
0: the tune of nasty boy i always thought it was Private
1: Eyes. No, that's what I said to you. I said I thought it was privatized, and now you've you've you fully assimilated that. Like seventy three folders. No, I think you said "kiss" on my list. You said "kiss" on my list or "rich girl." I think is what you said. You fully assimilated it like seventy three folders. Anyway, this time when that's you the did a little I sing used song, to do.
0: I did that site when
1: you when when you did this sing song thing to each other, and you started singing uh Hollow note stuff. I'm like, hey, finally, you agree. It's it sounds like that's that that hollow note song, but then no, it's because you had been listening to it. Anyway. I
0: think I realized that before you did. <laughs> mm. oh
1: boy you did the hand claps though i appreciated that
0: oh yeah you like that i'm enjoying that app Ooh, that descript app man that's a lot of fun i bought it i bought a denoiser today i'm pretty excited about it i'm really pumped to start denoising I use that uh, Descript app because I
1: needed, it turned out to be the cheapest way to do a bunch of transcriptions because I needed to search some podcasts and I wasn't finding it the old-fashioned way. I'm like, let me just dump all these MP3s onto, onto a transcriber.
0: No kidding. Did you do... Oh, so you did completed, edited, exported MP3s.
1: Yeah, I just did, like, it was on okay. someone else's show. Like, And I was like, where was that thing where they were talking oh. about that thing? And I felt like I could keyword search it if I had a text. Did you
0: do straight, straight transcription or white glove? Uh, the cheap one. Okay.
1: Yeah. How
0: how did you find it? Yeah, I just did the transcription. And I did the search. I the, mean, how did you? App. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I sound English. Um, were you satisfied enough with the results? Yeah. At
1: first, like I I threw in a couple of episodes. I'm like, I think it was in these two or three episodes. And I'm doing searching, doing searching, and it's not coming up. I'm like, wow, is the transcription so bad that it's like it's it's you know not getting that word or it's like a word that sounds like that and transcribed it wrong? And then I was like well, maybe you're just wrong about when you thought it was. So I kept adding more and more episodes. I and mean, it does take time to transcribe them. Like it's yeah, not for interesting, sure, right? Yeah. And so eventually I had like 11 episodes in there. And I kept doing a search and I had like, I forget this was so long ago that I can't, you know, so long ago. Yeah. Speaking of writing things down a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago or whatever. I can't remember what I was searching for, but I had a word that I'm like, this word does not come up. And as proved by me adding three, four or five episodes and I would search and I get no matches for this word. Right. And I was like, dead sure that this word was in there so it was a it was like a great google search it's not said in normal speech it was this one time when they were talking about this thing it's not a proper noun blah 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 um and it couldn't find it mm-hmm. uh, but but eventually i got you know with 11 episodes in there i got one hit i'm like ha i found it and i sure enough i did find it um the cost to do that was like one month of descript which i don't know how much is it
0: like i don't know i bought it i bought a year i instantly bought a year like with the minutes of downloading mm-hmm. it the, the two things two notes on that um that are both Probably pretty obvious. It's passingly okay as a transcription service. I mean, it's it's a, to understand what makes the script so powerful. Um, you really got to use it. But what's wild is so you're going to be editing audio or video um, potentially by just uh, editing the transcript like it's a word document, and that by itself works pretty well. It's as far as a, an exact transcription. Mm, I mean it's they say it's 90 some plus percent but I think it's probably closer to like 75 or 80 because B uh if you're doing it on a finished file it's way less effective than if you're doing separate tracks which I realize you can't do in this instance mm-hmm. but for example like uh so our show as I showed you I think I think I showed you this I um I've started whenever I have to do show notes for a long show like ours I drop it into descript because I get a transcript and then it makes it really easy for me to go in and you know uh kind of whiz through and see stuff. That's how I, that's how I uh, have edited Roderick for, I think five weeks or so. It's how I make my uh, little goofy compilation videos of stuff like Middle Ditch and Schwartz and the earliest show. And I'm telling you, have you tried it with video just for fun? I haven't, but I can see how that would come in super handy for people making
1: uh, super cuts of things.
0: Yeah. But then, so the, the neat part is, so, okay. So the second part just to get to it quickly is that uh, it's most valuable. The transcript is most valuable and useful Insofar as it lets you edit your audio and video, you're going to want to do a lot of cleanup if you if you're doing especially if you're doing it from a completed, edited, exported file. The nice thing is though, um, if you're doing it with separate tracks, it's way better. So if I drop in three tracks of me, Alex, and Max, it has obviously has very little problem, has uh, less problem transcribing because there's no overtalk, and it's way better at getting the voices. So, like, I don't know if this is a bug or a just a limitation, but, like, whenever I do anything that has more than two voices, it rarely can uh, detect more than two voices. It, it can't detect more than two voices with my bim-bam. Uh, at first, I, I really thought it was just me at first. Uh, but then it also can't do it, in that case, with the earliest show, um, which really surprised me because the three people on that show have very different voices, to, at least to my ear. But, you know, I mean, for if you use it for what it's for, and I'm obviously kind of working against the grain of what it was designed to do, <clears throat> but if you use it for what it's for, boy, it's it's pretty magical. And also oh, the pro trick is, uh, which is not such a pro trick, but, like, it's great to be able to just go in and edit by removing words or transcribing or... To, it's not transcribing, or um, doing the dictation thing, the um, what's it called over overdub thing. Um, but it's... Uh, You can also then get into the timeline. It's all non-destructive. So the way I make, like, uh, that earliest show compilation is not the best thing I've done, but I like it a lot because it was only at the very last minute that I decided to make it video instead of audio. I was like, you know, I probably won't get ding for this. I should just, it would be funnier to have the video with it. So the edits are not as pretty or not as good, but that's on me. You can go in And like, so when you're listening to something in Descript, and so does everybody understand Descript? Descript is an app that like transcribes audio and then lets you do the editing via text editing. Um, if that, that's the kind of simple minded way to look at it. But what's cool is you also do get a classic timeline at the bottom, like of like a kind of a unified view of the entire audio recording, the different tracks that make what's called a composition, the extra audio, like in my case, ads and bumpers and stingers that I put on top of things. Um, but then what's, what's pretty wild is you can go in and you can do what's called highlighting or make highlights, and then the highlights can become... So you can go in and like say, highlight this, highlight that, highlight that. Um, and then say, copy all of these highlights into a new composition. Is that what it's called? Composition? A new composition, it's taken all of that audio or video and pasted it into this new file. So on the one hand, A, you can go in and select manually in the timeline exactly the right area that you want. But then you can also, once you're doing the editing of that in the composition area, you can go in and, and you know, uh, obviously you can crop the beginning or the end, but you can also extend the beginning or end. And it's all non-destructive, it automatically moves everything, it's totally intuitive. Isn't that, I mean, is it just me? Isn't that app kind of magic that it works at all?
1: It's cool, but the fact that it's like essentially a web app constantly annoys me, and basic functionality is buggy enough that I don't know. Um, so it's it's any... it
0: feels there's a little bit there are there are weird goofs and there are so there are strange errors and it does feel clunky. It's like using an old like a carbon. And, app. and
1: it's and it's it's buggy. Like to give the example, the, my task was I'm transcribing a bunch of stuff and then I want to search for things. Yeah. Right. So first of all, trying to find the place to bring up the search where you can search across multiple transcripts wasn't Command F. It was like Command Shift F, and I can only found it by going to the menu. Find weird whatever. Then I go to it and it brings up a text search field, and Pretty much 50% of the time. Like the classic,
0: I'd, instead of the one at the top, you get a classic modal, like, TextMate-style search window?
1: No, it's, it was it's like still a, in the window. it was the search, the search bar, like, it was
0: over the left sidebar,
1: it just sprouted a new little search field. Okay. And about half the time, I put the insertion point in that search field, because it wasn't focused by default or whatever, I'd type a character, and it would immediately defocus the search field. Hmm. And then when I clicked back into it, it would select everything in the search field again. Like, I couldn't search for more than one letter because it would, it would remove focus. Like, I'd type one right. letter and the second letter would go into the ether into whatever. And I had to quit the app and relaunch it to make it do that. Like, that's not healthy behavior.
0: Or like, yeah, if I delete anything at the end of a file, so Roderick and I obviously at some point do stop recording, I know where the ding is, I go and I find that. And what seems, I'm not criticizing here, but what seems like the most obvious trivially not easy but not difficult way to use this technology would be to say okay the file ends after this right? i want the recording that i post to end after this word and so i should be able to hit shift and then do command shift down arrow to select everything and hit delete and every single time i do that i get the sad mac face and i have to reload it always confuses it no no i i, I gave yeah, so you so
1: the idea is okay the app execution itself is kind of gross but like financially speaking i it was mm. the cheapest way i knew of to transcribe hours of audio really
0: you think actually really yeah because one month is like i think it's like less than ten dollars oh no no right? but i'm just saying like i i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just so amazed that it worked at all that i'm i'm really impressed i think part of the problem i'm gonna you're gonna you can feel free to yell at me for using these words wrong is it like to the extent possible in each uh situation where you're working it wants to be essentially modeless. Um, where it will intuit what it is you want to be doing based on like where you clicked. So I, I'm not a developer, so I don't understand how this works, but I do realize that like you can, that things mean things in the same way that you sometimes forget how much your entire iPhone is a button, uh, until you hit the wrong area. Cause you picked it up and it was still turned on. You're like, Oh, that's right. Everything's a button. I forget that the whole screen works as a button. Ditto here. Like if you're, if you click in this field here, it, ha- it takes a second for it to, ro- to figure out that, okay, you're no longer in the timeline. Now you're up here doing this. If you go down to the timeline, there's that. What you're describing there with the ability to go do a search from that area, that I think makes it kind of pokey because it's, it seems to be reinterpreting where you clicked and what it should do. Oh, well, th- well, that was
1: just a bug though. Like, because if, you, if, you, if your insertion point is in a text field, you should be able to type characters in that text field, like more than one. But, the, but this bug was as soon as you typed any single character,
0: it, it defocused the text field. So the next character you type would not go into that text field. <laughs> it's like it's like using a, a keyboard on old, like the it's the old keyboard and iPad problem. It always missed the first character for Spotlight.
1: Yeah, it's just a bug. It would happen half the time. Half the time it would work fine. You could type something into the search field and hit return and it would search for it. Other half the time you type one character and the second character went someplace else. Like the app is not good about what you're getting at is directing focus where is the input focus is there any visual indication of where the input focus is if i change the input focus does that happen instantaneously or do i have to wait three seconds like that's the weird nature of it Uh,
0: so i hate to be the stand for this app except i find it extremely impressive but i do and they do like improve it a lot they just made some nice improvements to scroll timeline with the transcript stuff like that you can now use a tick to jump to somewhere else and like but like the um but i love that one thing that has really broken my brain is that, for obvious reasons, you hit you don't hit space to play, which, of course, is my left thumb is my space thumb title. Um, so I'm very used to hitting space to make things happen on my computer, right? But with them, it's tab. So tab, wherever you are in the timeline or wherever you are in the transcript, you hit tab, and it starts playing from wherever you put the cursor, which mostly works pretty okay I also love that you can command click anywhere, or excuse me, option click anywhere, and it'll start playing from there. Unless, unless it's confused about where it thinks you are, and then it takes a second to figure out where you want to be. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's miraculous, and it's so, so fun. And it just came at the right time for me because I've been wanting to upgrade to Catalina for a while. I've been holding off because I'm still using this, like, what, 2013 version of GarageBand to do Roderick. And this was exactly in my wheelhouse. It's, exa- it's so fun. I look forward to using it, which is, I can't say about that many new apps these days. But uh, yeah, script.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea.
0: Uh, I wish it was implemented as a native app, I understand. You're such a karma suck. Why can't you, why can't you get behind this? They're helping people.
1: Uh, like i said it's it's, i wish it had i understand why it can't be implemented as a as a fancy mac app because the economics don't work out you really need an app that you know you can be cross-platform and it works on the web and it works on all these other platforms but i really do wish it was implemented as like a good native mac app because the idea is interesting and it has lots of uses like you know we both use it for totally different purposes right Uh, yeah it just you know i feel like it falls down in execution it's like unlike Slack, for example, where everyone complains about the Slack implementation, oh, it's like a web app on your Mac or whatever. But in general, Slack has always more or less worked. You can complain that it was weird and it felt on Mac like and may have been a little bit slow, but the the you know the type of bugs I was running across in the script and how many times I had to quit the app and relaunch it—nothing compared to any version of of Slack I've ever run. Hmm,
0: Did I say okay. Skype
1: before I meant Slack?
0: Hmm. Yeah, with Slack, I just. It's everything's different every time I open it. <laughs> and now I'm on the beta channel. I was like, did I ask to be on the beta channel? I,
1: oh, yeah. The, the, iOS, the new iOS Slack is a little bit scary.
0: Oh, yeah. I just got that. I uh, noticed it today. That was Don't bananas. Like no. Hey, John, um, uh, we're. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You take that salsa break. Time flies. Oh, I'm so sorry. I had to urinate copiously. Uh, mm-hmm. Take this train anywhere you want for the last half hour of your Reconcilable Differences program. I think we'll only
1: barely have time to introduce this topic and maybe you to give a short one of your short
0: little stories here and then we'll be out. Oh, really? Are we doing yeah. so wait? Oh no, I numbered and I thought I unnumbered cause I figured you'd hate it. But You're it looks numbering
1: like it's... You're right. I do hate it, but at least we can talk in numbers. Oh, I thought
0: now. I changed that. I thought well, it said... I like
1: to talk in bullets, but you like to talk in numbers.
0: Well, I'm a mathematician. I study maths. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my reason for doing the numbering Like, I thought it'd be kind of fun if we could do stuff like say to one another, this is called in-band signaling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I say say to John Sarkisit, I say, you know, I really love number one. Mm -hmm. As we record this, that'll change over time. We we already established that. You did the Seltzer thing. I really like number one. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. All right. P-trap. Oh my God. You're on, you're in Fuego. But I'm mm-hmm. also very intrigued by what you mean by number two. They're, ti- they're tied together. Are they? Sort of, yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. You added more. Oh, 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 my God. Wait, you added five. <gasps> oh, my God. That's new. Okay. 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 No, I didn't
1: add five. You added five. Oh, I man. did that? <laughs> yeah, that was you.
0: I did that? Are you sure when? Yeah. When
1: did I do that? Pretty sure. Huh. You sure? Check the change. Uh, we don't have time to check the revision history because it's, it's a web yeah, app.
0: Yeah, I'm going to check the changes. I already time stamped the previous one, one so I could see if you slipped anything in. Uh, I like number one. I like number two. I also like... So we got to do this for mini topics, too.
1: Yeah, no. We don't have time for minis. I think that mini might be longer. me uh Let me intro number one. Okay. And you might have time for one of your bullets. Kay. Okay. Okay. As with so many things.
0: Uh, <laughs> we go back it, to a Monday during COVID lockdown. Out comes a new Roderick on the Line. New provocation. In the MCU.
1: This show is very much inspired by other uh, shows in the Merlin universe. This was a Roderick on the Line episode uh, where Roderick, God, you never know where he's going to go with these, those episodes. He just starts talking and you end up in a weird place. Anyway, uh, in this particular episode of Roderick on the Line, do you have the episode number handy? I will find the episode. It's probably two episodes ago. Uh, I episode gotta, will be in the show notes. Gotta be uh, in show notes. The,
0: uh, I got to fix my forward on this. The,
1: the main topic, such as it was, such as it can ever be on that program. Wow. Was wow. Roderick telling a story.
0: It's uh, episode, about, episode 381, Slots in Some Imaginary Future. I can tell from the show. Okay.
1: Um, telling a story about a girl he knew in high school who had an Eliminator pin, a pin for the ZZ Top album Eliminator. Yeah. It was a pin, right? On her jacket? Yep. She was like a, like a lab partner in his
0: simple person yes. science class.
1: And, uh, as with many of John's stories about his past, it, it, it wandered and came, looped back around and came back in on itself. How does he do that? John, how does he do it? How does he remember to pick it back up after 48 minutes? I, maybe he writes it down on a piece of paper like you do. Huh. You don't know what he's doing over there. He's got a hundred sided die in a box. He's got pieces of paper. You don't know. He's got 20 20 candelabras, like
0: swords, swords in an umbrella stand. How many tools available to
1: him? Anyway, um, this was a story about uh, one one of John's stories about things that he thinks about from his past, uh, things that he might uh, regret about his past self and his past actions and how. His life didn't turn out the way he thought it would or took a different path to get to where he wanted to go anyway and so on and so forth. Um, And this girl with the Eliminator pin was a fascination for him for a whole bunch of reasons that themselves are fascinating. I don't want to go into. You should listen to the episode. But in general, this type of story reminded me of a thing I think everyone thinks about. Like we've talked about on the show before how you'll, you know replay uh something stupid you said 20 years ago in your head as you're drifting off to sleep or
0: mm-hmm. think about something that happened when you were in middle school the time in 8th grade when somebody said to me what do you want for dinner and i said um i don't i don't care i'm expendable mhm like that happened, remember all those John, things that happened in 1980 i still think and, about and it and those are the those are like little things
1: but there's they are like the larger sort of things like in terms of interpersonal relationship, you think You know, this person, I had a falling out with this person and like, and maybe you frame it one way in your mind, then maybe you become an older person, you think. Why did things turn out that way between us? Did, how Could I have done something different? Was yeah, like, I actually the like one in the wrong? Doors.
0: like sliding doors. How could this have been different if I handled it differently or better? Yeah,
1: or, or like if, if I could go back with everything I know now, would it have turned out differently? Was I actually the villain in the story? I thought I was the hero. I thought I was wrong. But as time goes on, I look back on it and I say, you know what? I think I might have been.
0: Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies, Hans? I, I I'm may not be the villain, but I, in my stories, if I'm honest with myself, I, I may not be the villain, but I definitely sucked. Yeah. And you can think of like, you know, what have you learned from this and regrets? Like part of this John story
1: was like uh, that this, this person who he, you know, was, uh, became friends with, but like kept at arm's length for so long because she was in the wrong crowd and disappeared from his life partly because of that reason. Mm-hmm and he thinks about where everything had gone and what the foolish things that keep people apart at that time in life and how how they were the wrong priorities but seemed so important at the time but, but like and part
0: part of the beauty of the story I felt like was and you should listen to it it's a good show um they're all good these days um but part of what what I think he really nailed was that he did the, the a very strong sort of harry chapin kind of like story arc where with with some um repetition and echoes where like it starts out as who's this who's this um this normie girl with her zz top eliminator pin that's not very cool and her new wave haircut and her new wave haircut that she doesn't have any context for but then it mm-hmm. ends up with wow that's she's pretty cool that like i i really misread her and like you know you know my child came home just the other day and like on the a- yeah, or like, like uh, what do you call it? I was going to say Animal's fire,
1: but I mean, the breakfast club, right? Imagine the breakfast club, but instead of everyone learning lessons at the end of it, they just go back to their normal lives. Like, that's because mm-hmm. that's what actually happens with most kids. Like, oh, you're yes. like, wow, that girl, you know, I realized that she's actually kind of cool. But really what happens is I never spoke to her again. I went about to hung out with my friends because I couldn't be hanging out with her because she had a new wave haircut and she wasn't even a new wave girl, mm-hmm. right? That's, kids are stupid, right? So, Instead of us all learning important life lessons <laughs> and never going back to our cliques, everyone just goes back to their cliques and continues along the dumb path that they had set for themselves. Just got
0: to get back to the normal. Everybody loves getting back to normal. Yeah,
1: because that's anyway. Uh, later in life, when you may be dwelling on these things, you may think, you know, how, how young and foolish you were. And also, I think part of, part of John's story, they like, didn't hammer on this too much, but it resonated with me, is the, the wistfulness of like, what if I had acted differently? Would yeah. that have the sliding door thing? How would that have changed the entire course of my life? If I had decided girl with the eliminator pin, even though she's not in the in group and isn't cool. And I should stop obsessing over the girl who I dumped for also stupid reasons. See it's the same episode that, you know, instead of uh, fretting over her, instead of deciding I'm going to be a professional drinker, like all sorts of things that could have gone differently in John's life. If he had yeah. not uh, let the girl with the eliminator pin depart his life. <laughs> and I, and by the way, I would add, for, in John's story, well, this is just my me projecting, but like the whole idea from as with any story the Johns tell, you you are you're keenly listening and a- attending your own internal BS meter to figure out <laughs> how mm-hmm. how things are going. The part where uh it's clear that they liked each other. I can believe that with John, but in any story in my own mind, you're like, mm, hmm,
0: you liked her. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh like And that's the day that I realized. I liked her, and she probably pretty definitely liked me. Yeah, because who wouldn't? Because um, who wouldn't? Yeah. So anyway, this... The, <laughs> That's why he stays the, in the game. The,
1: the t- exactly. The topic <laughs> He's not number one. Corn. <laughs> The topic number one that we're talking about here, I tried to summarize everything I just said. I phrased it as snapshots from your past, colon, mistakes, lost loves, and what might have been, which is a flowery way of trying to describe that entire segment. Because when I listened to that segment on the show, I thought... I have thoughts and feelings like that, which is why the show resonated with me and I wondered if you had some of the same. And and uh surprising to me, you ended up with three bullet points here. Oh, buddy, that's just the tip. Um I mean, you I, I mean I, I, in retrospect it makes sense because my high school life was mostly uneventful and it sounds like yours was more eventful.
0: But see, you say that, but I mean, so these three bullets I very hastily put into the doc all represent something that never was and never could have mm. been. Um mm-hmm. what but like what the, this is part of the the loneliness of being a young person who wants mm, you don't want to say status, but somebody who wants to like be admired, liked, loved, and like you want strangers to think you're cool. Like that's what a lot of us wanted when we were young and like how Like, utterly unattainable that was, and how, uh, just just listening to the um, Blank Check episode about AI, and talking about, you know, one problem with, you know, the Haley Joel Osment character is, like, he requires love, like, he wants love so much that it makes him unlovable, which is a pretty classic non-robot problem you know, the, the needier you are, the hungrier you are, the thirstier that you are, the less attractive that you are to other people. But like, there's, it's, it feels like the way out of this situation. Well, I'll speak for myself. When I was younger, it felt like the way out of this was through things like big gestures or like important signs. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're looking for anything. You're just, you know, uh, uh, pissing on a spark plug to try and find out like what is it going to take for me to find an outlet for these feelings that are very deep and complex and often extremely stupid
1: ai and the movie magnolia which i, I rewatched recently and i realized i had been misattributing this line to fargo for i mean it, this is a similar character but anyway remember um uh, what's his name Tom cruise oh, jason no. robarts Guy with the braces. What the heck's that? actor's uh, name? PSH. Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, he doesn't have braces. Anyway, the line is, "I've got, I've got love to give. I just don't know where to put it." Oh, do you know, remember him? He went to get the braces because the the bartender guy Magnolia. he liked. I never saw Magnolia. I'm trying. You to never saw? Him. Oh my god! I don't want to spoil oh, it for you then. Uh, I like I would, any man. Big fan. I would recommend you rewatch Magnolia. Oh god, there here we a, go. Put it on the list or watch Magnolia. There so is a I'm minimum of. Quote unquote, period appropriate uh, misogyny and racism. Like, oh, no, you know, I'm fine not. with no. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there is, that's there. You may not, if you had watched it at, at the time, you know, you may not have noticed, but I've seen the scene where everybody sings. It's worth watching the movie, I it's think. You to watch still, it all the way through. Despite the fact that some parts of it do not age well. And if you think a little bit too hard about certain parts, it really starts to bother you. But if you just mostly go with the story, there's some made good Magnolia. performances and
0: good scenes. Is that the uh, the Boogie Nights guy, Paul Thomas Anderson? I think. Oh, PTA. Mm-hmm. PTA often works with
1: PSH. Yeah, and, that, and yes, there are some really good uh, Amy Mann songs from the
0: soundtrack. In fact, the entire sto- the entire movie, is built around her songs. What's the song? Ho- like, hold up, hold up, stand down. Uh, hold up, stand down, rip back. What what is her song? Uh, uh, uh. What what is what is the everybody singing song? What song is that? Uh, wise up. Wise up. That's it. It's also got uh Doesn't have Save now Me. We've we got
1: her her cover of uh I don't know if it's her cover. it's got a logical song in it. It's got Save Me, which is her original by her. Oh, anyway.
0: it's so good. She has
1: no she did, well she has a really good uh Badfinger cover of uh Baby Blue might be in it. Hmm. so yeah it's an entire movie built around uh, some amazing songs with some right. slightly problematic plot points but other than that really mm-hmm. good performances out anyway there's a character in that says I've got love to give I just don't know where to put it which is a distillation and a moment in the movie that matches up well with what you just described similarly to the character in AI
0: yeah but put a pin in that because I want to come back to that my, my problem was like I've been corrected I've been double corrected on this over time but um, the scales fell from my eyes in the road on the road to, to Damascus when someone said, "You know, um, the true actual love, like true love, uh, is caring about the other person more than you care about yourself." And I've been informed reliably by several people in the community that that is codependent. And I said, "Okay, cool," but I think true. <laughs> just just to make the point, I think. Uh, sorry, I bummed you out with that in that uh, idea, but. It really is true. There's a big difference between a me-centric love and a you-centric love. The me-centric love is like, what can you do to fix me, to fulfill me, to complete me, versus the you-centric love of, it doesn't even matter if you know what I've done to try and make your life better. And I, I still, that's still such a governing principle for me. Like, I I if I, would I do this if I didn't get any credit for it? Would I do this just because... I really want that person to thrive. And it's so different from the whole like, you have to get into my life now in order to make me less of the person I don't want to be.
1: And yeah, I can see where you get the, where you got the double turns out on that one, because I know I know where you're coming from, uh, the biblical quote, and that basically if you were raised, uh, I was going to say raised Catholic, but anyway, raised Christian, mm-hmm. at some point you would have been presented with ideas that, that more or less sum up to something similar to that. But the codependent people are also right in that, in practice, when people try to manifest that they are very convinced that what they're doing
0: mm, the code of pe- the codependent code people are smart i
1: don't know if they 're right no they, they are because
0: people here's what it is like people think they're well, doing like how do you get how do you get that man how do you get a man over the hump like how do you put it in terms and I know this, this maybe this is analogous to the whole like I have a daughter problem, but like how do you get a guy over the hump of saying like how do, how do I move this this man who would like to be better?" From everything I do, I do it for me to like, I want a role in helping make your life better.
1: It's not that I have a daughter problem, it's a different
0: one. It's the difference here that you could be doing things
1: and be totally convinced that you're doing them out of care for the other person and not for yourself, but be entirely wrong. Like, you are absolutely convinced, like, I don't need you don't understand, I'm doing this hmm. thing because I care more well, about uh, them than myself. Talk, talk about that. What What does that mean? That's that's the codependence thing where you you are you are convinced like look I don't even care um it's all about you it's not about me and really believe that in your heart of hearts but be wrong be doing things that are in fact serving a need within yourselves and uh, not helping the other person at all despite your protestations and fervent belief otherwise right that's that's what i assume the people who push back on that all right i don't
0: i don't don't want to bog us down but i would like to return to this yeah
1: but anyway it's not it's not the idea is wrong it's that the implementation is flawed like it's too easy to fool yourself into thinking you're doing that but you're not
0: right so that's that's where i think people are coming from but i mean like isn't that isn't that a little like beginning every wedding with reminding everyone that Forty nine percent of of uh, marriages end divorce. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's a bummer, but also it's such a common a common trap. It's such a common thing that happens, especially with pe- you know young, inexperienced people who haven't been in a lot of relationships. That it's it becomes a trope, and it becomes like, look, we've, this is not people's first rodeo. Let me just tell you ahead of time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know. And you're right. You, in the wedding itself, you're probably not going to say that, but the fact is, lots of weddings do end in divorce. So it, the type of thing, you
0: know. Well, there's lots of true things that aren't appropriate for a moment, and I, I'm just trying to say that, like, giving somebody. A mental model for how to suck less is better than no model, right? But uh, some models are kind of like an
1: attractive nuisance, where they they are they're very appealing, Mm -hmm. and if you subscribe to them, you are just signing
0: up to fall into a trap that millions of other people have fallen into before, and and then they become your your favorite cognitive bias.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's you're you're right. That's a bit that's a bit bit, bit of a sidetrack, but it is it is in a lot of the sort of sad, regretful stories that we have from our youth you look back at them and you realize, oh, you you fell into such a cliched trap. Like, look, look look at younger version of me doing a thing that millions of younger people have done before and thinking exactly the same things that they thought at the time and only in retrospect. And sometimes it takes a long time because retrospect, like, I, I feel like looking back on your past, for me anyway, seemed kind of go in phases where at a certain point, you're like forward, forward, go, go, go. No mm-hmm. time to look back. And at a certain point, your past starts to blank out a little bit. Like it doesn't exist and all there is is what's before you and what you're doing. And and during that time when it's blank, the past isn't any different than it was before. It's not better or not worse. You're just not thinking about it or examining it and it starts to disappear. And then at a certain point, as you get older, at least as I got older, I had occasion to look back at that past, which previously almost didn't exist. Like it was a blind spot. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that's still there. Yeah. And now you're looking at it with such different eyes that you have enough distance from it. And, and just it's not even like you're examining and discovering things. You're just looking at matter of factly like, oh, yeah, that thing that was terrible. And you're like, wait a second. I had never thought of that as terrible before. The last time I thought about that, yeah. it was my recent past and I had a whole different view. But well, it's now- like you're
0: opening up a lunchbox that you haven't opened in 30 years and going like, oh, God, that sandwich yeah. is still in there. And it's and, and for most times it's not a detective story. It just looks so different than it did before.
1: And for me, for the blank spot, for me, it's like, well, I hadn't even I hadn't even I haven't thought about this in decades. But now that I think about it, it's so obvious what it is. And I'm like, is this the same memory as I as the memory I had when I was twenty two? Yeah, it is. But it looks looks very different. <laughs> I thought we shot coverage for this. Yeah, but it looks so different now. Is this yeah. how is this what it always looked like? You know, and again, like looking at your childhood bedroom, going back to your old school and seeing how small everything is, yes. like that whole yes. phenomenon of just getting old and so these type of stories of like times you know what do you, now what's the doctor who term? It's not fixed points in time but anyway inflection points mm-hmm. things where dramatic things could
0: happen yeah, and you're right differently like this this should be like time locked we shouldn't be able to do this yeah
1: and, and especially like uh you know with the eliminator pin uh the type of thing where nothing did happen Like it's a non-event like you were saying like where it's it's a thing where something could have happened but didn't that becomes uh, that that i find that interesting and sort of more interesting than the dramatic fight you had with somebody right this is like the person who you never did talk to or mm-hmm. the thing you chose never to do or you know
0: like just but it's like you're both you like you're you're rehashing uh for lack of a better uh, analogy a chess match that you both were playing very um dramatically with the skills of a very young person who had not played a lot of chess. You can't help, but keep replaying that and go like, ah, right. Like once it, if it does, re, if it you do get to get these things, you hear a song, you see a photo, whatever you get sort of, as I say, triggered to go like, ah, God, I could have, I could have, um, I could have done that so much better. Like not only, not only I'm like, like instead I, instead of doing Taekwondo, I, or I, I could have done, um, you know, uh, Tai Chi. Like I, I did not have to be a monster in that situation. I could have handled this whole thing so much better and we both would have gotten out of it better.
1: So I have, I have one particular story in mind about this. My story is fairly boring and is actually the, I want
0: to hear it. Tell me
1: no, but I want you to do one of yours. So I don't <sighs> think I'm going to have time for me to get into my super boring one. It's not going to be as, as interesting. No, don't years, say, but that. don't but say that. Don't say that. But what I will say about it is that it's the, Sometimes, and this is rare, and this is why this particular one came up. There's something I look back on, not so much with regret, but it's a it's a thing that even in my in my old age and wisdom, perhaps thanks to the
0: fading of memory,
1: I have difficulty still nailing down. I'm like, what was that exactly?
0: Because nailing down in terms of like how it went, how you remember it, or
1: it's like like you know like oh that sometimes like oh I could have I could have chosen to do this thing and my life would have been different than this way. And sometimes looking back and you're something is that was that. Like could would things have been different? Was this a dramatic different point, or was this not? Like mm-hmm. you, no one looks back and says, "Oh, if, if I had had a a brownie instead of a cookie in that day, my life would have been different." Right. And you are like no, you wouldn't. Your life would be the same. That choice didn't really have any effect. But the, my particular story is about a situation where it's just something like it's like a little itch in the back of your mind. You're like, "Was that a thing, or was that not?" a thing and Mm. you're so distant from it that you can't really go back to the tapes right and so that that's all i have is my little tickle of of the
0: the closest i have in my well especially because you're you're replaying these like already shop-worn memorex tapes of that and like you have to ask yourself like you know like they say with memory every time you replay that tape it gets a little bit muddier yeah
1: exactly and it's the type of thing it's like you know, is, have I played it too many times and now it'd make turning to something it totally wasn't? And again, right. am I am I am putting value into putting so all this import into a thing that took place that didn't? Have, anyway, that that's mine, but I don't want to tell it today. But you have three bullet points <laughs> here. Come on, this I would, is your I would topic. Love,
0: don't do this. Uh, but you have three
1: bullet points. I but would love for you to pick. But that's just off the dome. I would love for you to pick one oh, of them. God damn and it. Tell us about it. Just one. You got three.
0: Okay. Um. I'm looking at the lyrics here for a a song from a band that I really adore called Of Montreal. And uh, from their wonderful album, Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer? Yes, that's the name of the album. Uh, The kind of tentpole song on this very difficult, painful album is called The Past is a Grotesque Animal. And it begins like this. The past is a grotesque animal. And in its eyes you see how completely wrong you can be. And that's uh that's 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 me going through the card catalog of my just dumb youthful stupidity run, and okay, so I'll get it going all right, so let me get to the funny stuff and the haha um it has never i'm gonna put this my entire life as long as I can remember uh I have been much more romantically inclined than I would like to be. If you had asked me at the age of, say, 9, 10, 11, um, regardless of your skill at either one of these, would you rather be pretty good at being a fullback in soccer, an outfielder in baseball, or would you like to be like a ladies' man and like really good at relationships? And like in retrospect I would go god please let that guy have a sport. I'd be so different if there was something to occupy me physically and mentally. I was an only child and I was easily smitten. Like the the great Chet Baker says I fall in love too easily. Like since the age of 5 maybe? Like I've I've fallen for girls so hard. Which is, you know, probably fine, probably normal, probably healthy. What was not healthy for almost all of my life, into my adult life, was how well that theoretical interest in those people was reflected in how I treated them. And so like, okay, so for chapter one of this, because this might turn into a new uh, secret weird things, I wanted to give you some examples of how easily something can make an impression on me that I can't shake. You know, this is the, I'm sure someone besides Max Temkin invented this term, but it's a term that I was introduced to through Max, which is flash, flash flashbulb moments. It's very effective. Think about a flashbulb, like back in the day, you youngsters won't know this, but it used to be a camera had a flash, and then like it made a big, and your eyes kind of like zoned out for a minute, and you got little floaters, and then like, but now you can't unsee that flashbulb moment. And I've had a bunch of these (laughs) that were not healthy. But we're like, I still think about something that happened in, let me click here, something that happened in, um, 1989, 1988, or 1977. I'm still thinking about it. And it was not wholesome. It was not good. My, my, am I making sense? The, it was an entirely me-centered, self-centered obsession with my image of another person and that thing never that couldn't happen in any of these cases but like for example like how is it possible well okay let's make it super current how could it be that so many people talk to other people on instagram and twitter as if they're friends and they've never met them like you can send a note to chrissy Teigen and give her thoughts on her weight or you could, like, say to, uh, I don't know, uh, an Instagram foot model. Oh, my God, you're such a princess. Someone should put you on a throne. Come see me in Dubai, sweetie. Like, that's all, like, a thing that weirdos do now. Back then, in these times, uh, you would just imprint on an idea and have plenty of time to think about it. And uh, so these are examples of that. Do you want me to keep going?
1: Please do. And I'm intrigued that I'm thinking of are these three items, all the names of ladies that have been encoded, but yes, they're on. Dutch.
0: They're all Dutch. <laughs> the past is a grotesque animal. And in its eyes, you see how completely wrong you can be. Um, my mom sold, I'm going to do one. And then you must, you must, you throw me the hat. I threw you the whip. There's no time to argue. You've got to give me one after I give you one. I only have one and it's not going to fit. Jesus so Christ, one. John, it's your topic. I know. Okay. Um, circa, so, I mean, I would, I would crush so goddamn hard on people. Crushes in the mist. Like I would crush so hard. My first kiss was in third grade with Sherry Edwards. We were in third grade. It was a fire drill. We were crouched and she kissed me and nothing's been the same since. I'm a wreck. I have no libido today, but for the longest time, I had something worse than a man's libido, which is a man's desire to be loved by the person that he loves. And I've broken so much good stuff in my life with over trying to operationalize that. Um, Circa 1977, because they were in the new office. My mom was in real estate. So uh, like your folks, for example, did, did both of your folks work? Just your yep. dad? Outside the home? Yep. Okay, but like, you know, the thing where you're like, you're doing a charity thing and it's just, in, at least in the kind of office my mom was in selling real estate in Ohio in the 70s, it was understood that you bring in the form for whatever your kid is selling. And it's just understood that everyone in the office is going to come up and sign up to buy some chocolate turtles or some do or like whatever it is. And a la the Christmas card lists of old, people will make a mental note if you didn't buy in. Fair? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Not fair, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Well, I mean, fair, fair, just fair uh, description. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you had to, everybody bought, it's like MLM. It was like mm-hmm. you have to buy whatever your dumb kid is doing. Everybody in the office does it because everybody in the office does it. It's mutually assured destruction. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Use your illusion. So, somebody brought in a document that, I think about it today, this is a document that I have reviewed on many, many occasions. Somebody brought in a one-half-inch-thick catalog full of elementary school-aged girls that were competing in beauty pageants. (laughs) Like the Facebooks of old, there would be, you know, one, two, three photos. I'm guessing probably you had to pay for different photos and different sizes. And, you know, know, right. I'm sure this was a racket. But the point is that somebody related to somebody in the office, brought in the thing and said, uh, what are we going to call her? Let's call her Suzanne. Suzanne is uh, competing in like a Little Miss uh, Cincinnati 78, like anybody who could like want to support her. Pretty great. So, of course, my mom did it because she wanted people to buy my turtles. That'll. Um, and so mom was like, hey, this is really great. Uh, so I worked today. I agreed to, you know, support this uh, this little girl that looks like uh, Jill Wellen from uh, Love Boat and Friends. Friends, the original Friends, the TV show from the 70s. And uh, I was so smitten with this girl. Based on three photos and a description, I don't, know, I don't know if she played saxophone or like did, uh, I don't know, binomial taxon- taxonomy. I don't know. But anyway, based on this little book, this catalog of children, I was so, I won't say fall in love, but I was instantly smitten with this girl. And she displaced the Farrah's faucet and the Cheryl's teagues. And, um, you know, even the Gwen from airports of my life, and i instantly fell deeply in smittenness with this woman who i this girl this girl this girl this girl my age who i would never meet who would never talk to me in a million years but it it hung in my memory for like 2 years like i wonder what she's doing right now she's so cute i wonder if she could love me was it
1: was it the fact that she was styled as a beauty contestant was it her outfit was it her face what did, what was it what was it that made her about out at you.
0: Think about a movie like, I want to say, Pitch Perfect. That's maybe not the best example. But like, let's, let's talk turkey as, as dudes here. There, there are movies that feature an array of, um, you know, straight female women in it. And they're all types. The classic example, you got the Ginger, you got the Marianne, right? But like, and, and there's so many things where you're like, oh, you know, uh, like, who would you be attracted to in this thing? She did not have the, like, classic grown-up features of, uh, like, a model with an eating disorder. She really did look like, I think her name is Jill Wellen. Is that her name? You know what I'm talking about? She was in she was Airplane. The actress, W-H-E-L-A-N. The, the, the lead woman? No, no, the little girl. The the With the nun, and they knock out her IV. Mm, yeah, no, I remember it. And then she was on a show called Friends that I was obsessed with. I, that was, I was always attracted to the Luna Lovegood. I was always attracted, very attracted to, like, I, like, I get it. You want me to be into Hermione as a straight dude, but like, I'm pretty into Luna. Like she's, I like the unusual girl and I was just obsessed with this girl. And like, what I'm trying to get at here with the easiest, one of these the easiest softball I can throw to you is I had no business enjoying her. She was like she was in the Sears catalog of girls, and like like that's so weird. But like, why did that get in my brain?
1: I don't know was, why. Was that was that the level you were ready to engage at that time with the Sears catalog? Because the Sears catalog girl is you know has limited uh, limited mobility. Let's say just basically stays there as a static picture.
0: <laughs> There's no no, no real a, risk. It's like a, a lady bank. There's no real risk of rejection. Or what, did say? what did they say on the uh, Mabimba Mabimba Lady Zoo? Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, like, for, okay, so first of all, also, like, in your childhood, I imagine, like, my childhood, we didn't have thousands of books in the house or pieces of reading material. We got Reader's Digest. We got Time Magazine. We had a handful of these. We had some self-help books. We had some atlases. But, like, I had read every book in our house. Like, every book in our house. And I had looked at every catalog in our house. And when Mom brought this thing home, this little, like, printed-out paper lady zoo, like, of course I looked through the whole thing. There were girls who were a term I I would personally not use, hotter. There were, like, girls who looked more like a grown lady that you would be attracted to, like a Farrah Fawcett. But in this case, it was like, my mom had sponsored this woman. This you, had con- woman. You, had, you had a connection. I had a theoretical connection. Okay, I've said enough. But that's a pretty good example. I've got others. Uh, we should save this for another show. But the first example I have is that it's so... I mean, the take home message from this, if you have not been following along is that like a lot of men, I grew up broken in believing that the world was a place, the world was a giant flea market where I could find the cabbage that I found most interesting and then pursue it. And In that case, even though that's so bananas, I had, in the same way that I would never like, you know, uh, sort of like uh, the 73-folder stuff of like, it's hard to know where you should work until you've worked there. Like, how could I even have any angle on this poor woman? And now, okay, so now I'm 53, and now I look at it and I go like, damn, man, I wonder if she had a weird family that made her do this. I wonder, you know, in the 1970s in in Cincinnati, Ohio, I I wonder like what brought her to this. Did she really want to do this? Because she didn't look like the hotties. I found her like unbelievably attractive, but like now you go back and you like a classic Roderick, you know, uh, eliminator pin problem. What was her life like? I don't know. Never met her. Don't remember her name, but I was utterly obsessed with her.
1: And you still find yourself thinking about her now when you do. Only because you said something. When, all right, if she answers your mind, like what, where did she get binned? Like what
0: is the how does she categorize? What is she filed under? Well, she's much You're thinking back wistfully? No, no, like every memory, it's covered in shame. Is it looking into the eyes of the grotesque uh, animal? The grotesque animal. Kind uh, no, of I messed up the messed up the lyric. No, but... you're good. Don't worry. Don't worry. You should start a Yahoo side about it. Um, no, I uh it was more like I I look back at that now and I'm like, oh man. I was such a bonehead. I know I'm not allowed to think that love means caring more about the other person because it's codependent, but my goodness, that would have been such a useful model for me. And just, just from a tactical standpoint, for so many years, it would have been so useful if someone had said to me, there's so many things I wish somebody had taught me when I was 13 that I had the ears to hear. And one of them is like, try to do more for other people than you do for yourself. And like, that'll be the most bananas idea in the world. But no, she was like, it's almost like a, not, well, it was in my, how does one say? It was in, it was in my pre-manual manipulation years. So that catalog never served me well at sea, but um, it was worse than that. It was, it was like, my heart ached seeing this woman. But like the thing is, she's one of a, like a hundred people that I had this feeling about, including some of these random strangers in Florida that I'll tell you about probably in the next episode. You know, but, but the, the, the shameful part to me, the reason I'm covered in shame is like, when I look back at that and I go like, hmm. I mean, even in a pre-masturbatory Ohio boy, it, it's, it's kind of shameful how much I, um, obsessed over people at a distance. Please save me.
1: I mean, it kind of sounds like uh, you got love to give. You just didn't know where to put it. Like you're looking, <laughs> looking, looking for, love, for in love in all the all wrong places. places that's Leisure <laughs> <easy> to
0: <marry>. she <laughs> Winchell Wiper slapping out of tempo. Looking for love in several wrong places. That's Leisure to Mary. Um
1: Yeah, like this. I mean, it, when I think of this story, I'm thinking of it as. It's a story of a young person,
0: right? It's a story of. of and just, just to be clear, of the three I put in the doc, this is the least objectionable.
1: Yeah, this is, this is you're being pulled in a direction, right? And the direction turns out to be a dead end, but you just thunk right into the end of that maze anyway. It's like, this: is all, this path leads down this thing. And, you know, anyone from an outside perspective knows that's that's not going anywhere. But you are yeah. you are led along by these feelings that you have. And, and you know, against your will, practically mm-hmm. led in this direction, led to look at this picture, to think about it and boom right into the dead end that is the three photos of the person you're never going to meet in a catalog that your mom brought home from work.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I, I continue to believe that, well, to quote <laughs> the great, uh, Peter Schaefer in his wonderful play Equus moments snap together like magnets. Like you don't get to pick what's meaningful in your life. And isn't that more the pity? Like, wouldn't it be great if you could pick what was an important moment? Like, unless you're one of those people doing a TED Talk and lying, like, the things that Mm -hmm. actually made you who you are are so much more horrifying. Like, it's more, it's fun to go, like, you know, when my fourth company failed Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. became a hedge fund, you're like, that's when I really realized the importance of family. Thank you. No, it's like you failed a bunch and then you failed last and then you made a career talking about failing. Now, if we're being honest with ourselves, like we're just we're all such a conglomeration of broken, uninformed decisions based on emotions, which can can be good. I mean, some of those can be good. Sometimes you jump off a cliff and it's really good. Other times it's, you know, it's telling you Louise, and you wish they could have just gotten like an efficiency apartment together somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a an interesting way to 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 frame
1: this, uh, is that like it's yeah, I I think for most regular people the stories of your life that led you to conclusions that helped you grow are not stories that you're proud to tell right. that you wouldn't want to give in a TED Talk, right? Like mm-hmm. that, And like you said, in the TED Talk, they're going to say here's a story, maybe a story about failure or mistakes, but they're like, they're noble failures. They're honorable mistakes. They're not stories that you would be ashamed of, right? right. And in reality, I think a lot of people probably maybe everybody if they make any progress, it's through stories that you would not want to retell because they reflect poorly oh, on I totally you, agree. and they're examples yeah. of you. I mean, your story is not you know doesn't reflect <laughs>
0: poorly on you as a person, but like no, no, no. I, I actually I totally agree with you though. But like I think of almost like somebody being on a really harrowing roller coaster, and like they only accept interviews from people when they're at the top of the hill. We we never hear the part where they're screaming. We only hear the part when they're higher than everybody else, and that's that's a really incomplete idea of what life is actually like because <laughs> sometimes you know you make you make you make one dumb decision with the wrong personality and you end up thinking about it for years and you're like what was i doing so for, the, for this
1: particular for the catalog thing yeah. um <laughs> the in, catalog. You know, so you've got you got your older person's perspective even when you were a kid still though eventually you set that aside for the next thing that was going to draw your attention did you yeah. did you Le- look Le- Le- back lisa, lisa hughes yeah did you look back on the catalog thing with a different perspective, even within, you know, a few months, a year of it, uh, of it being a thing? Like, did you, did you have a different perspective on that as a kid? Like, how did, you know, like when you're a kid and you're you're getting older, you look back at things you did when you were 10 and now you're yeah. 11, you're so old and you, yes. you know, how silly you were like, wise. did you, you're very wise. did you have any yeah. kind of perspective on that, you know, when you were still a kid?
0: No, nah, like just basic first order. I'm older and smarter stuff of like, that's so crazy. That's like when I was cutting pictures out of, Tiger Beat magazine and putting them on my wall. Set it aside as a kid thing, but not not subjected to further, you know, deep neuroses and analysis. I knew, I've known for years that I, um, uh, I've known for years, I've known since I was a very small child that I really wanted another person. I mean, it's almost like Uh Hedwig? Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It's almost I mean, like that that move that's a much more profound (laughs) musical than my life is. But I've I've been that person looking for their other half. Like I've I've spent so much there's a reason I'm a serial monogamist. Every single person I've ever been with is the person I will be with for the rest of my life. Full stop. Can't the show there. No. You must give us now to (laughs) you must solve my riddle. You gonna do one? Oh, looks like we're almost out of time. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow that's so convenient thank you so yeah, much for everybody I, I, coming I, I, out merlin man we want to say thanks for coming out tonight you son of a bitch this is your topic your i know topic. i know i
1: like i'm i but i just have the one and it's uh, takes it'll take me a little bit longer to fumble my way through um and it's it's not that interesting
0: maybe this will give us time to generate more of these because i have some sub bullets yeah. where i wanted to talk about um more general regrets and decisions I, I want to talk about decisions I could have made better, uh, given that I knew more than I thought I did at the time and I could have done better. I want to talk about, uh, several situations where I could have been much kinder to good people. And I do have two more anecdotes about falling in love with strangers in Florida. You should add those to the notes so you don't forget them. That's why you write things down. They're already, they're already in there
1: those th- those that encompasses everything you just said, those two bullets
0: <clears throat> there are three bullets in the dock, as far as I'm aware, unless you've changed it hmm. um I've got well, these numbers are confusing. I don't know why you did this <laughs> <clears throat> you got seventies pageant sponsee. Mm-hmm. you've got lil general lil lil General handcuff lady, mm-hmm. and you've got early morning south Trail pedestrian. Those are both from college
1: these are all uh. Objects of your impotent desire? I don't know. I'm trying to find a, find a pity Objects, phrase. Objects,
0: really? They have a name. A little general <laughs> handcuff lady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Beauty pageant contestant photographs in a catalog.
0: <laughs> These all sound like things. I don't know if you ever saw um, Slacker. But this, the way that the characters are named in Slacker, the the credit for an actor in Slacker is mm-hmm. is not, it's sometimes their name, but it's usually what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So like Rich, Richard Linklater's character is should have stayed at the bus station. Mm-hmm. In this case, little general handcuff lady. Yeah, I think I think we could wrap this up
1: by me teasing the sub-item here, which is related please. to some of the things yes, I think we'll please. get to. Eventually, sub-item number two is relitigating high school. Yes, please. I'll allow it. Which is a thing. We've done it on this program. We're kind of uh, doing it now, although not, maybe not quite into high school. But uh, it also comes up around the line or not, a lot. Uh, relitigating means
0: as if as if these are our court cases. You know, mm-hmm. people versus you, you versus jocks, whatever. Oh, so like, it's like somebody has accepted it on Bank for an appeal. Like, we, right. we're going like, to rehear it was, this. We're going to rehear this It was established
1: there had been a verdict.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every, you know,
1: found guilty, found not guilty here on these charges <laughs> and those charges or whatever. <laughs> right. right. You know. Or, you know, I don't know if re-litigate, I don't know anything about the law, but like say maybe yeah. you're already in jail for it, or
0: maybe you're already free for it, maybe it happened 20 years ago, and that at some point... You're saying, what if what if high school won all of its appeals, and your high school experience gets a new trial? Yeah, and the, the practice
1: of relitigating, and I say it as high school, and I think there is definitely a focus on that, of like relitigating formative events, usually in your adolescence, as a thing that is that, that draws people to it, like... That you see a lot of people, if you've listened to enough podcasts or people musing about things, it's not just a midlife crisis thing for old people like us. It's mm-hmm. a thing that you see at various, that, you know, in people in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s. And if it just will return to things from that period. Yes. And relitigate them. Sometimes they are the prosecution. Sometimes they're defense. Huh. Right. Sometimes it's just your CSI. Right. And you're investigating the carnage to see if there's new evidence. Right. Sometimes yes. it's a cold case. Uh, and I see this activity a lot, and I, you know the two things I wonder about it is first of all, why do people do that? And obviously there's obvious reasons why, like you know being, being your formative years or whatever, but like why why do people succumb to the things that make it desirable to do that and, and the second thing is why like why do they enthusiastically? engage in it. So they allow themselves to be put into it. And sometimes it seems like it's a thing they want to do. Like that they think it will help them on their path
0: forward. And I'm not saying it won't like, but but like, I just, I wonder about that. I don't think this is overmuch complicated. It could be, but like, I'll give you a, a quick take on that. If you are 48 years old um, and otherwise neurotypical American, if you're 48 years old and you've never been to a Disney property, how pumped are you to go to a Disney property as against somebody who went to a Disney property not as often as they would have loved when they were a kid who's now that same age. Well, I mean, that's that's a no-brainer, right? The person who, like, has that connection with having been happy at Disney as a kid is going to be really excited to go back. And there's all kinds of facets. Like, my kid and I right now, like, they don't tell you this, but one nice thing about having a kid is sometimes, sometimes they surprise you with how cool they are. She's suddenly gotten into Beastie Boys because of Star Trek. And now we're going back and forth about Beastie Boys. We're texting each other. We're sending each other links. And like we're having this whole great time about that. I think it's a similar thing. When you grow up, we know that the the memories that get encoded between, I'm going to say, age five or six and age probably 16 are some of the strongest memories you will ever have. Like, every year felt much longer than a chronological year. Whatever songs you loved when you were 14 are the songs you love now. Don't even lie. Like, you, you, your musical taste got set at around age 14. There's the old joke that the back when they had stores at the mall that... Um, sold organs, every good organ demo guy knew to when he saw mark coming, he saw somebody coming through the mall, coming through the rye, he knew to play, he knew to estimate that person's age and play a cheesy organ version of whatever was very popular when they were 18. Because we are all, our memories are all easily triggered. Like we all can instantly reconnect with at least our memory of that feeling. That is indelible. You you can't yeah I don't know how you walk away from that without a lot of therapy or like, you know, some giant, giant pills.
1: Yeah. The the relitigation aspect of it that that kind of fascinates me is the like it's not even so much going because relitigating implies that you you think that the way it was originally litigated might have some problems. Like we have to relitigate it. We have to check again. Mm. Is that actually true? Is that actually right? Am I actually was I the hero of that story? Is my recollection of that the way it actually went? Or is there is there something for me to be learned from that? Part of it makes me think this is just because of my life and, like, the way, you know, the, the boring sort of typical life that you're supposed to have where you do all the right things and you get into, the thing. like, the 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 phase of birth until, like, getting married and, and having kids and a house and, like, all the sort of, you know, typical nuclear family, whatever um, thing, that phase is fairly short if you stretch out the typical life expectancy and then the whole back half of the life is like okay well you've done all of those things and there's a spirit of stability where yes Mm -hmm. you're raising your children and they're leaving or whatever but like it's not as tumultuous it's not the big uphill climb so once you get into that plateau before the downhill when you get super old and everything but like in the sort of plateau phase not so much exciting is happening but that exciting past is always there and just replaying the past is one thing, but relitigating it, I think mm-hmm. maybe it's the more neurotic version of that, which is let's revisit. Uh, presumably we have new wisdom. Let And I'm not currently being presented with this much drama. So not only do I want to look back on these dramatic indelible flashbulb memories, but mm-hmm. maybe I want to relitigate some of them. Maybe I want yeah. to, like, especially if you're, if you're, you know, having difficulties in your current life where you're like, I, you know, I should be happy, everything's fine, but I'm I'm not. This is something in my past that's festering and like sort of But
0: like this is this is like practically a genre in art. It's practically a genre in like fiction, uh, especially with like TV movies, books. This could be Citizen Kane. Like this could be Citizen Kane, I think is a pretty good example of this. But mm-hmm. it's like there is some kind of little um, I'm kind of minimizing it here, but there's some kind of a little bee in my bonnet about how I got how I am, which is, as some of our listeners may know, the reason we've done this show, how did John and Merlin get this way? You get a bee in your bonnet about how I got this way. You take that and lay that right over the sense of extreme, the intense feelings that you felt at a certain age. Like, whether that's the feelings of, like, usually, like, rejection, sadness, loneliness, uh, short lived victories, like some of the strongest feelings you ever had were in puberty. And I'm so sorry that that's the case, because that's what you imprinted on. You imprinted on your idea of like, this is, this is feelings, this is life. And then like, then years later, you get to, if you're fortunate enough to have the leisure time to even have bad dreams about it, you go, oh man, I screwed the pooch on that. Like, oh my God, I could have done, why didn't I, or like, uh, you know, like the, again, (laughs) Invoke the McElroys again. Just ask her, dummy. Like if you want to go on a date, ask her on a date, but don't do it while she's at work. Like, but you know what I mean? Like that, that extreme regret we feel about like what we could have done that could have made this good. Um, that's the sliding doors part that's difficult. What are you gonna give me tonight? What are you gonna give me? You can't leave until you give me something. Uh, one more point on on this that made me think of when you're <sighs> talking about this the, the with the relitigation.
1: I feel like the the plateau and the looking back at the more tumultuous period, I don't have very few examples in my life that I have any connection to that I can map this onto that are non-fictional. But the I'm, the, one I'm I, like a
0: raccoon with my little black hand in the know, in the trap.
1: The, the closest one I can think of is like, uh, so John Roderick, we just talked about him. Because his 20s were more tumultuous, let's say, than the average 20s. Yeah. Fair to say. For sure. Uh, yeah, he sure. often He often relitigates his 20s. Oh yes, and it relitigating really, really high relitigating high school for sure. He sure does that cause, I feel like, I feel like for the Roderick
0: R- on the line is is not simply a documentary about John Roderick, but it's the director's cut of that documentary.
1: Yeah, and so and and so I think there's something to the idea that tumultuous periods of great change are the things that get relitigated at your leisure during the relative plateaus, and it just so happens that in my particular life. The I, the plateau started earlier than John's. He had a lot of tumult in his twenties. I had less, so I'm not relitigating my twenties for the most part. Because at that point I was married, right, and working, and just into the sort of the the right. glide slope or whatever. Whereas he <laughs> was decidedly not, and spends a lot of time relitigating his twenties. Which <laughs> and it's not it's, so it's not like an age thing. It's more like a it's
0: like it's like know, it's the,
1: his version of like fox hunting. He's arrived, yeah. you know. Now he has time to relitigate high school. Yeah, his, his litigations. Are, are interesting uh, because I think he, I think yeah. he is. Uh,
0: it's more of like I think
1: it's more like a judge duty or a people's court. Type he's situation. both the prosecutor and the defense often, and the judge duty. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, exactly. It's not. It's just like the what being John Malkovich. There's a lot of Roderick Roderick, 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 Roderick. Roderick, Roderick. Roderick, Roderick?
0: Seen he's a Pokemon.
1: Doesn't always know how to pronounce his own last name, but that's okay. He's allowed to have alternates. <laughs>